0: A little cold outside. The Jerry Jones edition. And welcome back, everyone. It is episode number 48 of Thirst and Goal. Ben is here right across the table from me. I am fronting, and it is cold outside. We are recording this podcast, as we always do, outside, where football should be played and podcasts should be recorded. Absolutely. This is not the Dallas Cowboys. When we have a game outside in the elements, we practice yeah.
1: outside. We no don't, dome. We well, don't. we sort
0: of have a dome because it's raining <laughs> <sort> right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, if you hear a little bit of a pitter-patter of rain, uh, we are out here. It's about 45 to 49 degrees, yeah. somewhere in that range, and it is, in fact, raining on top of us as we speak. Uh, so we are braving the elements to bring you another podcast this week. Friday. what are you drinking over there?
0: Uh, tonight, Ben, you know, I've been drinking this lately, uh, is rye, the Jim Beam rye with Coke. And I like it. Yeah, I like it better than the regular Jim Beam. It, I was never a Jim Beam drinker. You and Sonia turned me on to Jim Beam. Yeah, <laughs> we, little, we're sneaking peanuts under <laughs> his pillow. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, little, I feel uh, I feel a little, a little, little bit of uh, little you know,
1: I feel like a little justified. Yeah. I have been able to change Frane's drinking habits a little bit, but I've changed yours significantly. Yes, I mean significantly. I mean, I still drink the gin. I'm drinking yeah, the, that's are drinking tonight, ben. The Botanist Isla Dry Gin tonight, but I have really, really taken to the Browns. Uh, you couldn't get me near a whiskey, a rye, a bourbon, yeah. any of that, uh, prior to this podcast, and now I drink uh, primarily the Isla. But mm-hmm. if I'm not drinking an Isla Scotch, I am drinking. And you've turned you around
0: to that too. I love that. You ride. know, I, I was drinking a Scotch the other night, uh, the 15 year Glenn And I was like, this just is not as com- complex as. It's missing something. It, it, there is. It's, it's missing that that extra smokiness, uh, that I've come, you know, accustomed to with the Islas Cause we were drinking them for, you know, five or six weeks, six weeks straight. And so it's, it's that peatiness, that smokiness that I'm missing. I like the, you know, like the easy to drink sort of, uh, regular scotches. Um, but yeah, I, I I need, to get myself, um, you know, a bottle, not the Ardbeg, not the Ardbeg.
1: uh, What what did you get? You got the other one that I was drinking last week in post-production.
0: Porter, I can't remember what oh, it is. Oh, the Port Charlotte. Port Charlotte. Port Charlotte. Yeah. The heavy, the heavy peated. That one, it's but it's not as heavily peated as you would expect it to be. But it has just the right amount with the right amount of creaminess. It is a very good uh, scotch. Yes.
1: So I, uh, anyone out there that has not tried a Isla scotch because you fear the smokiness, you fear the peatiness, we definitely encourage you uh, to give it a shot. If you if you're reluctant to do so, when I brought the art bag over to frani's house when i first bought it for him i think it was for july 4th or i something think it was like yeah i think it was and i can I, st- his I eyes could still smell the peat back in his head as soon as he he was looking forward <laughs> to because i you know i usually bring something pretty pretty good yeah
0: uh but i when i brought that i could just see he was like very disappointed yeah, i still remember the barrel dovetail very <laughs> yeah. good it's very good uh you know it's complex the art bag is also but just In a different way. In a different way. And it's something out of all of that, that when we had the taste test, it was one that I did not enjoy as much as the others. That is true.
1: Uh, Yeah, so we are San, Sonia tonight. Sonia will be back uh, when she is ready, but we won't have Sonia on the show tonight. She may pop in uh, and give her two cents about about something later on, but she will be back. uh, So fear not, she will eventually be back on the show. Friday, what are we going to talk about on this cold can you believe
0: just a couple weeks ago it was like 90 degrees outside and now you know it's yeah. raining and i ordered my and i ordered my devlin hodges jersey and it's too cold to wear it you could wear over that <laughs> that ski <laughs> jacket true. that you have on that's true <laughs> you're forgetting the goggles you yeah, could definitely gotta, hit the slopes ben
1: yeah if you look at uh, if you look at twitter and, and later on, on uh on instagram. on instagram you'll see what we're wearing tonight we're yeah. definitely
0: bundled up here for the elements I'm wearing a normal I was wearing a normal sweater in, <laughs> in that's that. true that's but true. Ben is definitely ready to hit the slopes I'm north facing it out yeah. over here <laughs> all right so tonight Ben as usual, we're going to talk about NFL news. You have a little bit of housekeeping. We have our week 12 recap. We have our shout outs to our fellow podcasters out there. We have our week 13 picks. We have our shot of the week in honor of the Thanksgiving holiday. We have our brown, our beverage of the week, which uh, this week is a, another rye. It's, it's from Woodford reserve and we'll definitely give that a shell. We'll give sample that. We have our beer of the week from fifth element. Brewing company out in Croatia. We've tried a couple of their other beers. This is a stout. We tried their IPA and their uh I think their Weiss beer. So we tried those two. This is the uh, the third one in that family. And uh we have our Ben's Betting Corner. <laughs> and Ben did excellent <laughs> yeah, last week.
1: Yeah, I definitely redeemed myself last week. Yeah, because uh, the week before it was terrible. It but was this terrible past week. Uh, but it hit four out of five this week. So, you know, we're back in we're back in the green or the black, as they say.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, my um my parlay didn't go. Was planned I, I missed out i think it was uh Didn't the Lions. the raiders the, the Lions always screw me i should learn <laughs> from that uh and then to end the night we obviously have a little bit of housekeeping again
1: yes 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 and actually i was watching uh, television that's just completely off subject uh-huh. uh but this beer that we're drinking as fronnie mentioned is the fifth El- fifth element robust stout uh watched an interesting special today or yesterday about the isle of vise Wow. In island. Croatia, which is island, <laughs> island is island? Isla? island, 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 uh. island, uh, which is which was a World War Two uh, stronghold for Croatia, uh, well, actually for Yugoslavia at the time. But it's a really interesting story about what took place. Well, on that island off split
0: a little history lesson here
1: i I a little something but check it out folks it was something i didn't know very interesting stuff all right first, i didn't know it myself interesting interesting <laughs> stuff uh we have a little bit of nfl news this week we have to lead off because this is near and dear to fronnie's heart and much of this took place even before the cowboys got shellacked by the buffalo bills on thanksgiving but jerry jones is apoplectic about what is happening with that's his Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to pull out a dictionary, Ben. Uh, it would have been easy for Cowboys owner, Jerry Jones, to make excuses after the 13-9, to 13-9 loss in the rain to the all-world Patriots. He's pardoned greater sins by his coaches in general, and Jason Garrett in particular. Uh, that's what I mentioned at the outset of the podcast as well. They did not practice outside, even though they knew they were going to get bad weather in Foxborough. But Jerry's fresh out of excuses. Apparently, Kevin Sherrington of the Dallas Morning News reports, Garrett may just be about out of time, calling Sunday's game a significant loss. Jerry said he didn't think they could have beaten the Patriots, although he thought they should have. I'm disappointed we didn't get it done, he said. It's pretty glaring as to why it wasn't done. However, Jerry clearly is happy with his talent. The coaching, not so much. The makeup of this team, he said, I shouldn't be this frustrated over the last decade or so certainly as long as garrett has been the head coach jerry has mastered the art of di- diplomacy in providing post mortems. one of the reasons he can be a little hard to follow sometimes is because he's trying to desperately talk himself or his coach whoa little fireworks here in the neighborhood apologies it's- everyone seriously this time of year and there's fireworks yeah Come on. in the rain no less it's, it's southern california Uh, But Sunday in Foxborough, he held court outside the visitor's locker room for as long as anyone wanted to ask questions. And his opinions were blunt, concise, concise, impossible to misconstrue. His primary message, the Cowboys not so special teams are a mess and it's not because of the players. Uh, So Jerry Jones was extraordinarily upset after that loss and following the loss to the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving Jerry stood outside but refused to answer questions, ran from the stadium following the loss to the Bills. This is not the time. But he spoke later in the week and said, this is not the time for me to make a coaching change. Jones said outside the locker room with tears in his eyes, tears in his eyes. Fake, fake tears. I'm looking ahead at another ball game. I'm looking ahead at winning four or five straight and helping write a story that everyone will talk about. How it looks when you're down and out and you come back. And I mean that. That's the way I'm operating. Every decision I make over the next month will be with an eye in mind to getting us to the Super Bowl now. Vrani, yeah. what do you think about Jerry Jones going on and on and on about hating all of the people he has the power to hire and hey, fire?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he should have fired Mr. Clapper about, I would say, four years ago. I mean, it's obvious that this guy... Does not know what he's doing. Uh, you know, actually the, the Cowboys have a good team. He's a, he's amassed a pretty good team there with the offensive line. Dak Prescott is a, is a decent quarterback. He's, yeah, he's better than, absolutely. I would say he's a top 15 quarterback, if not even a, maybe a top maybe 10 better. quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Actually this year, he's been pretty darn
1: good. Yeah. I mean, they've been the, the top rated offense yeah.
0: by DBOA. Yeah. Much of the year. Yeah. And then you have a premier running back. And even uh, was it Pollard? Uh, who's their other? Who's their backup? Uh, uh, running back who's who's also running pretty well. Very good. Yeah, I think he has it's has Amari Cooper. Pollard. He has Gallup in there. I mean, he has a pretty good team, and it's a it's and a good well. It's a shame well. for the fans. Not a shame for Eagles fans. It's a, <laughs> a shame, shame for Dallas Cowboys it, yes, fans, Washington, Philadelphia, <laughs> and New York fans. Just do they love don't it. care. I am happy with what's going on in Dallas right now. Well, actually, not now because Jerry Jones is is starting to realize that maybe he should have fired Mr. Clapper. You know, years ago. Um, but, um, you know, it, 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 it just shows also how delusional Cowboys fans yeah. are. Every year, it doesn't matter who the coach is, who the play, they think they're going to the Super Bowl. You know, no, nobody is, is, you know, screaming for Jerry's head or, 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 or Mr. Clapp. It's, it's, it's like they're, they're so delus- I mean, I'm a Lakers fan and we're just as delusional as Cowboys fans. So I understand where they're coming from, but Lakers fans still get pissed off. There's a certain point where you just have to take a stand as a fan and just start riding yeah, outside yeah, yeah. of the offices of the GM. And maybe Luke Walton was not the best choice for a head coach. He didn't have the best team. He didn't have <laughs> the best team. But still, I understand where they're coming from. But it's got I think this is the breaking point now, but it should have gotten to this point a little bit sooner, especially with the team that they have, because some of these guys have now been traded. The offensive line is not as good yeah. as it used to be. And so I think it's a little late now that some of these guys are kind of getting out of their prime. Yeah, I mean, and
1: he, he's been sort of all over the map. I mean, he, he was infuriated after the loss to the Patriots. I don't know what's going on. We Normally, we get one plane every hour. I think we've had constant overflight yeah. traffic.
0: So no apologies, man. No helicopters we've had, yet. We've
1: had planes for the first half an hour or 20 minutes of this podcast. Uh, he was sort of all, I mean, he was infuriated after the loss to New England. Uh, mm-hmm. Much of that he okay. put on the coaches. But now yeah. he's saying he's not going to fire Jason Garrett. And after he went for, <laughs> did you see that they went? On a fourth and one from their own nineteen yard line in the first quarter but of they, the game, they converted though. They converted they converted, that. but that's some desperate. I mean, that
0: is desperate. Yeah. It was, I think, seven, seven or seven nothing yeah. at the time. because they are in first place in the division right now. They, they I mean, they are in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. And currently, even, yeah, currently. currently. I and mean, even if the Eagles win, schedule, they're still they're, they're still, still in first place. place. Uh, the Eagles, the will like be Eagles in second place. Too, yeah. yeah, only because of uh, the head to head record. Um, but uh, I mean, what do you think, Ben? I mean, I, I gave you my thoughts. What do you think? I
1: mean, I, I think Jerry Jones. A lot of the decisions that are made on the field also come from Jerry Jones. And I think that that has something to do with the fact that he doesn't make a lot of sense. A lot of the time he's making more decisions than he wants to admit uh, in terms of who's getting the ball, what types of plays they're calling, what the game plan is. And it doesn't go well. And I think that that is in part why he has been reticent to let Jason Garrett go because he knows much of it is within his own control. Mm-hmm. And that's why you don't see, I mean, Jason Garrett, I mean, I'd never seen him speak on that headset. I know he has a headset, he and claps. the headset is connected to his head. It claps Like, it. I didn't even see him mouth the words that were going to go for it. I don't know where the call came from. I don't know whether he just stands there on the sideline and Jerry Jones is back in the tunnel making the calls. Uh, but I, I think that Jerry Jones is one of those owners. And, you know, he has every right to do this, but I think he's one of those owners that has more control over the day-to-day and the game planning than a lot of owners do, yeah. and he gets frustrated when it doesn't go well, and he should probably pull back a little bit and bring a coaching staff in there that is really dedicated, that is really disciplined, and he's going to have to take a little bit of a step back because he's not as good a football coach mm-hmm. as he thinks he is, he's, he, and he's obviously not as good a general manager as he
0: thinks he is, and yeah. I think
1: that that is what's coming out. I mean, he feels like he's done such a good job as a general manager. Well, he
0: has, he has put a good team together. He has put a good team together. It's the coaching staff that's letting them down right now. I think that they have a lot of talent on that team currently, and I, you know, I, I think a lot of the fans are starting to realize that now. But what's that magic?
1: You know, what's that magic potion, right? I mean, the, the, obviously the Cleveland Browns should probably be, you know, nine and two right now. They should. Based on the talent on that team, even yeah. before
0: Miles Garrett got suspended. Maybe not 9-2, but they should definitely or eight have a three, uh, seven yeah, and four. They, uh, they shouldn't have yeah. been as terrible. But they're, they're right outside the playoffs right now. Uh, you know, I still don't think, you know, Kitchens is the best option for them with the current team that they have assembled. Um, but w- w- with the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> I love it. I mean, oh yeah. <laughs> I know you love it. I, know. I mean, I, I mean, I, and I'm a, I'm, I think most of America yeah, Our adopted team, the
1: Bills. I mean, yeah. it was, it was awesome to watch. The Bills on Thursday come back and not only I mean, I thought they were going to lose uh, the game, and they came back and won a handily.
0: and then they scored 26 yeah. straight points.
1: I mean, yeah. and Josh Allen played well. Uh, Devin Singletary played well. I mean, mm-hmm. John Brown is turning into a top tier wide receiver. Yeah. And Allen, as yeah. you mentioned, even before the podcast,
0: is really growing. Yeah, he is. Into week by week, week, year by year. Well, season by season, it's not has been that many seasons. Um, but but with the Cowboys, they have a a, diff, a difficult road ahead, and it's pretty interesting to see what's going to happen. You know, let let's say they do fall, you know, behind the Eagles. Let's say you know two games in the standings. Will he fire Jason Garrett then? Because I don't think it's smart to fire Jason Garrett right now. If you get rid of him right now, I don't think the, the team has any sort of chance of making the playoffs. So he is their best chance, as bad as he is, he is their best chance to still make the playoffs. But Jerry Jones is. Starting to realize that, you know what, after all these years, maybe he made a a mistake.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I compare Jerry Jones to, you know, 1970s, 1980s George Steinbrenner before he realized that he had to take a step back and bring in, you know, qualified coaching. He he can't help but get involved in everything that goes on day to day. Yeah. And it hurt the Yankees. I mean, it got the championships in the 70s. Uh, But throughout the 80s and until he really gave in and hired some, some really good scouting folks and really started building through the farm system. That's how they got those championships in the 90s because he sort of pulled back from the day-to-day operations and mm-hmm. Jerry just can't, nope. can't do it. seem to help him. And I get it. He owns the team. Yeah. you know It's like having a beautiful car in the driveway and you never drive it. You just let someone else drive. I understand yeah. how frustrating that would be. Mm-hmm. But you're the owner. You're the GM. You're not the coach. Bill Belichick, obviously, and, and Andy Reid prove that coaching does matter. And when you get those top-tier coaches with the talent that they have, they can win because mm-hmm. Andy Reid has had some characters on his teams mm-hmm. and he is somehow able to pull them together as a unified group and win a lot of games. Mm-hmm. And Jason Garrett can't seem to do that. Can't do it. All right, next up, hopefully we could put a nail in this one. <laughs> I don't mean to say nail in the coffin, but at least put, it, put this one to bed. Uh, so Colin Kaepernick, no one is calling Colin Kaepernick. In the week since Colin Kaepernick worked out for seven NFL teams at Charles R. Drew High School, in Riverdale, Georgia. No teams have reached out to work him out. No teams have offered to sign him. All of this coming through Adam Schefter of ESPN. Kaepernick, at age 32, remains unemployed, and NFL teams remain uninterested in his services. The same story that has followed the former San Francisco 49ers quarterback for almost three years. Kaepernick's representatives sent a video of their client's workout to 25 NFL teams, and none, none of the teams that attended – uh, have showed any
0: interest in the unemployed quarterback? Franey mm-hmm.
1: is this story?
0: I think over? It, we, we we talked about it last week, and uh, you know we mentioned that you know Colin Kaepernick. Um, I, I I think he's good enough to fill in as a backup. Uh, you know, for even for let's say the, the Dolphins, he could start for the Dolphins. He could start even for the Bengals. I mean, there there are some bad teams yeah. out there that he you could just throw them in and see what happens. I mean, unless he wants like some crazy huge. Contract. I'm not sure what he's looking for, you know, in terms of money, um. But why not just give it a shot? I mean, what do you have to lose? Because you're terrible as it is. Just throw him in there, and and I mean, you know, in in uh in Miami, you know, they're jumping back and forth between Rosen and and Fitzpatrick, and yep. you know Why not just throw Kaepernick in there? You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, even you know, it I mean, we have Devlin Hodges starting this week. Clearly, Mason Rudolph is not ready for prime time. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if Roethlisberger's injury is more significant than? than previously thought and he can't come back next year there are other teams that are in that situation why wouldn't you want to have someone on the sidelines not causing any trouble on the sideline probably you know that could come in and start some games for you it just seems pennywise mm-hmm. pound foolish to me mm-hmm. uh next up this is my favorite story of the week because i want to hear what Franey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> has to say about this one. I just looked at the agenda right now, and it's, it's written, What's wrong with
1: Wentz? What <laughs> is wrong with Carson Wentz? Last week against the Patriots, probably his last or his worst game <laughs> since his yeah. rookie campaign. Franchise quarterback Carson Wentz had a 74.4 passer rating, the worst of his 50 career starts in which he didn't throw an interception, according to ProFootballFocus.com. His worst overall game of the season. uh At least it was until Sunday's, it wasn't until, or was until Sunday's four turnover abomination against the Seahawks, which left the Eagles at five and six, looking to get to 500 or above 500. Wentz lost two fumbles, threw two interceptions, took three sacks, and finished with a 75.8 passer rating, inflated by a toothless last minute touchdown Mm -hmm. drive. He was bad all. Day long, and Fournette's text will attest to that. <laughs> he ended every Eagles drive, every eight, almost every single drive, with a misplay, except for a fourth quarter drive on which Dallas Goddard fumbled and the TD drive on the TD drive with 20 seconds to play. He ended the first three drives: bad throw, bad throw, strip sack by Rashim Green. He threw an interception off his back foot to end the next drive. Then ended the next possession when he took a sack after looking at, then ignoring an open receiver in the flat. The next drive died when he threw low and behind Greg Ward. He took another bad sack with 33 seconds to play in the second quarter, effectively ending any chance at scoring before halftime. He and Miles Sanders botched a handoff. Oh, my God, that was brutal to watch. That wasn't completely his fault, though. That's true. On the first drive of the second half at the Seahawks' 38-yard line and fumbled away that possession, The play on which Wentz appeared to injure his right shoulder, his throwing shoulder, or his hand, uh, making the tackle. He put a glove on that hand between possessions and tried to throw with it, but he played the next series without the glove. At the end of that series, Wentz left the field ostensibly for x-rays on his hand. He returned to the game, seemingly serviceable, but misfired again to J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Huge draft disappointment. On fourth and two from the Seahawks 22, he threw his second pick on the next Yeah, and that pick. Franny,
0: what do you think of that? That pick, I don't know what he was looking at on that, uh, that last pick of the game. I mean, he threw it into basically double, double coverage. He didn't put enough air on the ball. No. Uh, and if you looked, um, I don't know who was on the right side of the field, but whoever that was, I don't know if it was, um, I'm not sure if it was, uh, Goddard or whoever it was, but they were wide open, you know, if you just looked the other, other direction, but, I mean, his, his mechanics the entire season have been off. You know, it, it doesn't seem like he's settling to throw the ball. It seems like he's attempting to do too much. He's too excited in the pocket to just make something happen. And he throws in the but dirt. You just over. can't. I mean, that, that throw to Miles Sanders that could have been a walk-in touchdown. Uh, he just overthrew yeah, him. I mean, by it, it a was mile, way over his head. No, that wasn't the only time he overthrew him. He, he overthrew him later on in the game as well. And, um, he just he just seems off balance, but I mean, you know, it has to do with the receiving core. You know, I mean, this was basically, you know, our, our second string guys out there. You have you have Hollins, you have Arcega-Whiteside, um, you know, Goddard with his fumbling problems. He hasn't been spectacular this year. I mean, his only option out there is Ertz, and and you know, Ertz had a very good game. He had a, I think he had ninety six yards or so. I'm not sure exactly how many he had, but he had his five hundredth catch as a tight end. So right. I mean, the guy has been amazing for the Eagles. Everybody else though has been pretty terrible. I mean our receiving core, I mean even our starters, you know, Sean Jeffrey and Aguilar. <laughs> Aguilar. You know, Nelson I, I, Aguilar. Yeah, I mean those guys have been terrible the entire season and then it has to do more than I mean it has to do with more than just Carson Wentz. I mean he just doesn't have options in the O-line with um uh uh, with Lane Johnson uh, being out. Right tackle out of the and game and your right guard we're out. And and Brooks uh you know out of the game and and so it, you know it's like a hodgepodge of guys playing in, in 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 you know you know different positions. They're not used to lining up where they are. I mean, it seems pretty easy just to block the guy in front of you, but I guess it's not that easy. No, <laughs> that's. But I mean, you know, just the receivers, the O line. It's it's a lot of things, and you're forcing him to throw the ball a lot. We have a we have a pretty good uh, core of, of, out, right? of Jordan Howard is out, but you know you bring in a Jai. Why bring him in if you're not going to use him? I mean, Miles Sanders yeah. has been good as well. I mean. I, it's, it's a lot of different things. It's not only Carson once, but that was a very ugly game. He has to be safer with the ball. He's been having, he's had fumble issues since, you know, he came into the league. He, he kind of just holds the ball out there because sometimes he's kind of in the middle of, should I throw it or should I run? And I, I think it has to do with the injury, you know, the, the, the 2017 season, he would just take off running and, and, and create something with his legs. Now he's he's not too sure, and and it's his mechanics. You know, I, I think the QB coach really needs to step in and 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 train him because he's reverting back to the issues that he had when he first came out of college. This is what everybody's worried about, and that's what it, what he's going back to. Yeah, and why do you? I mean, do you, I mean the speculation will be that he's injured again. Um,
1: that's going to be the speculation because this is what's happened before when his play reverted and he started playing poorly. And and I understand not having weapons out there. A lot of quarterbacks don't have weapons out there. Uh, and i and I get how that can make someone you know a little bit antsy a little bit amped up a little bit jittery, but he played sloppy, oh very mean, he sloppy. he played sloppy regardless of who the receivers are he said i mean he did he overthrew people, he underthrew people uh he wasn't careful with the ball, and I'm just concerned that he's got something going on above his shoulder pads that's creating these complicated situations oh, yeah, definitely that is going to be more difficult to fix. Mm-hmm. than something mechanically i mean you see i mean even the Pat i mean tom brady's complaining about the patriots offense and he has every right to he has no receivers out there mm-hmm. edelman's going to be out this week but somehow they, they still manage they to be scheme. efficient with the yeah. game even if they don't score a lot of points yeah maybe they'll get beat but well, their defense they're, but, they're, awesome but they're efficient with the ball and you know if they don't score enough points to win then they don't score enough points to win the defense has been outstanding but there are a lot of quarterbacks out there you know <laughs> russell wilson uh, you know that aren't that aren't making these kinds of mistakes even when when a lot of their weapons are out. I mean, Wilson lost Baldwin. He had Lockett that was out for a couple of games. They don't have any tight ends. Mm-hmm. Uh, they barely have a running game outside of Chris Carson, and, and he's not out there being sloppy with the ball. I mean, I think losing both your right tackle and your right guard in this game complicated the situation. But I think a lot of it. I mean, I I don't know. I'm not an expert, obviously. But I think a lot of yes, it is, are, is psych- psychological. I think he's, he's psychological. He looks looks lost. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does. You know, he looks like he doesn't know what he wants to do with the like ball, a, and like when he figures deer, it out,
0: it's too late. A deer in the headlights uh. Uh, at times, or a gazelle, because I mean, he looks more like a gazelle than a deer. But you know, he, he, you're right. He he does look lost. Uh, but I, I think he's just unsure of where he can go with the ball. But you know, I mean, because he has hit guys in the chest, yeah, and they just drop it. Yeah, you know, I mean,
1: the Aguilar pass. I mean, and the, but no, that led but to the burning it, building incident.
0: The, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there have been a lot of those. Yeah, this but there, season, there, there's true. definitely something wrong. I think it is fixable. I don't, I don't, you know, the, for the Eagles, we don't need an elite level quarterback. We no. just need a quarterback that's going to be clean with the football because the defense has picked up now. You know, the other yeah, I mean, it, same thing happened last play year well, I mean, they played well down the it, stretch. It seems like he. He just is not launching the ball downfield. I mean, it, just like that last interception. Like I said, there was a there was a guy on the right side yeah. of the field when you know when they show the camera angle behind the QB and he's going and throwing it to double coverage and there's another guy on the other side who's pretty wide open, yeah. maybe 20 yards down the field. You know, I don't know what to
1: say. I don't and know you're say. not going to see all of those. I mean, every I mean, even the great quarterbacks are going to miss open oh, yeah. receivers. Uh, yeah, but he's missing a ton of well, he's open missing receivers. Them five yards away. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, I mean that one that he threw in the dirt. In the flat, yeah, we have a lot of air activity tonight mm-hmm. for some strange
0: reason. So there's the helicopter. There's the
1: helicopter, folks. I spoke too and, soon. And as Franny mentioned earlier, we we feel, you know we we record this podcast outside where you're supposed to play football. So occasionally we will get a helicopter or a plane flying overhead. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of the quality of our equipment, we can't uh, we can't get rid of all of the ambient sound. Uh, but yeah, uh, Carson Wentz. I mean, I really hope he can pull it together because that yeah. division is right there oh, well, well, for it, the it's taking. Just, it's
0: just a terrible, terrible division right now. I mean, and the, to be at five and six at week thirteen and have a chance still to make the playoffs. I mean, that's that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, I mean, maybe it can convince Frank Reich to come back. Oh, Frank Reich! I'm sure he's happy. <laughs> I'm sure he's happy where he is right now. But since Frank Reich left, the Eagles have not been. The same. Yep, that is true. That is true. Anything
1: else to add about your Eagles? Well,
0: they're playing the Dolphins this week, went. so you so, know.
1: Yeah, that's the remedy. That's the ro- that's the Robatussin for a bad hoping, quarterback. If they lose that game, that's the amoxicillin that he
0: needs. Lincoln Financial is going to be burned down. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, they could. I mean, Miami could. Can, can I mean, they put 14 <laughs> quick points up they, on the Steelers. They did, but that was all they put up. So. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, they can if, if you get good fits. Yeah. They can score. You never know. All right, Friday. What's next I'm on a big board? Oh, was that all the news? Yeah, that's all the oh, news okay. for this week. Right. I mean, luckily there's not a lot of news. Yeah, there's not that much. We have a lot of other stuff to talk about. Ben, you have some Oh, wait, house. Uh, one last thing. Uh-huh. Andy Dalton is back. Uh <laughs> I forgot to ah. add that. I knew that Franny would like this. I actually didn't put uh, a written part of the agenda together for this. Yeah. But Andy Dalton has been announced as the starter moving forward. The savior uh, for I, the Bengals. I don't know what Zach Taylor is up to over there, yeah. but he's been announced. I mean, what's his name? The, Throw uh, the guy uh, in. You know, I can't he, remember <laughs>
0: even the guy who was starting. The the guy that he drafted I don't even in the fourth know. round. I don't even know. Uh, but throw Andy Dalton in, you know, you never know. I mean, see what the guy has. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, such, he's a rookie, right? <laughs> it's such a shit show in Cincinnati. Uh, I mean, if you're going, they're to, trying to get that number one pick right yeah, now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the ownership just doesn't want to go zero sixteen, and they figure Andy Dalton gives them the best chance. They haven't won a game, huh? To win, no, to oh, win wow. at least one game. I thought they won one. No, I, I thought they, they have, won one. They have not, and and I think that the ownership just wants to win. A game uh, uh-huh. before the end of the season. They'll still get, be guaranteed the first pick, probably with one win. Uh, but yeah, so Andy Dalton, the Red Rider, is back <laughs> in. Uh, I knew Friday would like I that because he's a big fan of I'm Andy Dalton. I'm not a big fan
0: of Andy Dalton, but Andy Dalton has had some success in this league. It's not his fault that, you know, the, the ownership sucks. The coaches have sucked. He's a pretty decent quarterback, all right? But you signed a contract. Phillip Rivers,
1: same thing. I mean, you signed a contract with a garbage team, you know, for the money when you're a free agent. You could walk and go somewhere else. The, the, you know, Andy Dalton signed but those What contracts. would you do if
0: you were in that situation? Let's say, you know, you're not an elite level quarterback, but you're a, you know, a pretty decent quarterback. You know, I mean, he, he's been a, w- within the, between the, the 15 and 10, you know, like maybe yeah. somewhere within yeah, yeah. that, that region of quarterbacks within, throughout his career. Maybe not this year. I actually started the season pretty well. But what would you do? I mean, you're, you're guaranteed a huge, lofty contract with the team that you're with. I mean, where else? Where else would he have gone, and and what would he have accomplished? Would have been two contracts ago, or Anywhere one contract else. ago? Yeah, I mean, would have been his last contract. I, don't, have to, yeah, I, I mean, don't blame him. I don't blame him for signing a contract. I mean,
1: just you. But I mean, Cincinnati getting a lot of money. He is. I mean, I think uh, he's making a
0: little and bit no, more than uh, Cam Newton. There's no expectation, too. There's no stress. You know, you're you're making all this money, and it's like, well, they're not expecting anything, anyways. You know, I'm not going to stress myself out we're a losing football team. Yeah, I mean, it's so the team is so bad. I mean, yeah. even AJ Green <laughs> is probably ready
1: to come back, but he's not oh, yeah. coming back. He's been ready to come he's back. He's not coming back. But I don't know what and he's And that's expecting. how bad your team is when you have, you know, players that are healthy that are studs yeah. that just don't want to get But he's 32 they, now, too.
0: I mean, I, if I was if I was AJ Green, I would have played at least a game or two to show what I still yeah, have. Yeah. You know, to see what I, to show people what I'm still capable of. You know, cuz you know, let's say he goes out and balls a couple of games, he'll make more money his yeah. you know the, next, the contract. next contract yeah so i don't know what he's thinking but
1: andy dalton and and zach taylor are joined at the hip <laughs> again hoping to get that one win for cincinnati i thought they already had one <laughs> no That's... no they're the, they're the sole <laughs> winless team in the league right now uh and of course my hope as an afc north fan uh is that cincinnati goes zero and 16 this year you really hate them. I would hate the Ravens if I was you, but I can't hate.
0: I mean, I think we talked about this. I can't. hate I mean, they're
1: too well coached. Yeah. Well, if it they're was too well, yeah. too well run an organization. I, I don't
0: know if I'd feel the same way if Dallas was in that situation right now. I don't think I'd I'd, I'd be thinking the way you are. I never. Well, the
1: Steelers can't get
0: a break. I mean, first New yeah. England, and now it looks like looks
1: like Baltimore might be unbeatable for some period of time. Maybe. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up
0: on the big board, Ben, we have some
1: housekeeping. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you all so much for listening to our humble little show. We are. Deeply appreciative that you like our show and encourage you to share our website, thirstandgoal.buzzsprout.com. With your friends, relatives, anyone else you think would like the show, all of you and anyone can listen for free or subscribe by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, CastBox, Castbox. Google Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, Podchaser, or just about any other podcatcher out there. Please, please, please leave us a review. If you'd like to leave feedback or ask a question to be answered on the show, you can email us direct at podcastthirstandgoal at gmail.com. Or you can call us at 818-350-2680 and leave us a voicemail. Please be aware we may use and play your message on the show. Please also follow, follow us on Frane's amazing Instagram account amazing at Thirstand You're... and on my mediocre Twitter account.
0: That is at, false. <laughs> at Goal. Thirst. All right, Friday. what's next up on the Big Board? Next up on the Big Board, Ben, we have our Week 12 Recap. All right,
1: we had a lot of great fun games, including the Thanksgiving games, and we'll be right back to recap all of them for
0: you. Take it, take it, take it. <laughs> All right, Ben. And we are back for our week 12 recap. Take it. Take it. Take it. <laughs> I have no idea. Take a break. I, I know I you you're saying like, no letting idea. everybody know we're taking a break. <laughs> All right. All right. Friday, what's first up from the week 12 that was? You know, I'm not sure if we talked about this game last week. This is the last Thursday night game. It was the Colts and the Texans. We may have talked about it last Saturday night. Um, the, the Texans, uh, won it 20 to 17. It was a close game. The Colts ran the ball well in that one. Um, uh, but the Texans, uh, they came out on top and I, I think we both chose the Texans in this one.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jacoby Pressett with a pretty pedestrian undertaking there, 16 of 25 for 129 yards. The only TDs in the game for were from Jonathan Williams and Jacoby Pressett who had a running touchdown in the game. Uh, and, uh, Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson again was spectacular after having a pretty dumpy game. The week before, 19 of 30 for 298 yards and count them, two touchdowns and subtract it. One huge interception, nothing much on the ground. But DeAndre Hopkins came up huge with two big touchdown receptions in that game. Uh, this division never, never ceases to or never disappoints in terms of the competitiveness of this division. We all make fun of it and somehow, some way, they end up sending two teams to the playoffs yeah the last
0: few that was, years i mean anyway. that's a huge game for um for the colts i mean you know there a lot of uh, playoff implications for them you know the texans uh you know whether they won or lost that game they would still be in first place but the colts are you know they're chasing uh the Steelers. yes they're chasing the right behind the raiders uh currently so that, oh, that was that was huge can't uh, wait to
1: talk about that raider uh, game. <laughs> yeah, that was
0: a huge loss oh huge huge for huge. the colts i mean they, they were right there and I, you know in the beginning i thought they were going to win it just the way they were running the ball and the texans just couldn't stop them but yeah, Texans came out on top.
1: Yeah, I mean, and the Texans this coming week are going to have a little bit of a struggle
0: mm-hmm. as well. Friday, what's next up? Next up, Ben, is a team that's nipping at the heels of the Steelers. They're right there, and you'll be playing them this weekend. It's the Browns and the Dolphins. Not much talked about in this game. The Browns uh, just blew them out. Baker Mayfield had an excellent game. 24-34 uh,
1: for 327
0: yards. And count them,
1: three huge touchdowns. Passes in the game, one one interception in the game with a pass to Nick Chubb, a pass to Kareem Hunt, and two huge touchdowns to Jarvis Landry as well as one to Odell Beckham, blowing out the fish. Ryan Fitzpatrick with a very, very mediocre game, 21 of 39 for 214 yards. And count them, two touchdowns, subtract them, zero. But two interceptions get you to zero. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what, what to say about uh, what's going on with the Browns. But for some unknown reason, they have completely rebounded, moved to five and six, and they're putting mm-hmm. my over or my under nine wins bet in jeopardy here at this point. With five games to play, they'll have to win four of the five games coming up so that I at least can get a push on that one. <laughs> uh, but the Browns—I mean, I don't know what's happening—but yeah. they are playing good football. Three game wins. They're not streak. turning the ball over a lot in the in these games, and they're running the ball well. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is mm-hmm. very, very disappointing. Uh, oh, not a much.
0: Oh, oh, wait, wait a second. Here. Not a much. It, to,
1: shut up. Uh, you haven't said
0: anything too negative. I'm waiting not, for it. I'm not not for much
1: it. to like about this cast of characters. Baker Mayfield is a joker. Uh, I don't like much of what he does. I know he's trying to make his money with his commercials, uh, but he is kind of an asshole. Uh, oh, Odell Beckham, there it is. There Odell it is. Beckham is a bona fide asshole. Uh, the only person on this team that I really, really like is Nick. Chubb Kareem Hunt, as we all know, uh is not the class act that he could be getting cut by Andy Reed, and that is no small feat to be getting cut by Andy Reed because he will take all comers on that team uh, but finally, why am I taking a shot?
0: Well Ben, weeks, months ago, months ago, months ago. <laughs> We signed a contract in blood. And we did. It was in blood. It was, it was in blood. It's actually posted on Instagram. No, I'm just kidding. But, but if Ben says anything negative about anybody in his division it started with antonio brown actually if, if ben says anything negative about antonio brown because it was weekly that he would say something negative about There's antonio a lot brown, of but it's speech. expanded it's expanded now into all the teams in his division uh so if he says anything negative about anybody's in, in his division he's had a couple of uh, negative things about the Bengals. but i'll 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 let you off the hook on that one all right, the Bengals, fair they're, enough they're a terrible terrible team yeah Um, you know, if I say anything negative about the Cowboys or any team in my division, then I take a shot. It's sort of a drinking game that we have here. And Sonia, if Sonia, uh, who's not on the show tonight, but if she says anything negative about the NFC West or any player in that division, then she takes a shot and she still has not. But Ben, those are some pretty mean words about. They are. I mean, well, Odell Beckham Jr.,
1: I mean, the world's against you other than the fact that you're a complete, that you're a multi millionaire playing. Uh, the most popular sport in the largest, most successful country on earth. I don't know why you're complaining
0: all the time, but I will take this shot. Cheers, gladly. Ben. Cheers. I'll, I'll I'll take a shot eventually. The Cowboys are coming up, but actually, I don't have anything negative to say about. <sighs> Ooh, Jack Fire. Ooh, that's actually Sorry, Jim Beam. Jim Beam Fire. We did the same thing weeks in a row. Ah, uh, but Jim Beam
1: Fire, folks out there, if you're looking for a shot that is potent and cheap, but also cheap and also flavorful, and won't give you a terrible, terrible hangover. <laughs> Well, check I out. Don't
0: know. We don't drink enough of enough that of stuff, that. but check out Jim Beam Fire. All right, Friday. What's next up? Next up, Ben. A t- or well, a couple of teams that we now nah, we don't really need to talk about this game at all. It's the Lions and the Redskins. The Redskins won nineteen to six. Haskins wins his first game for the Redskins. The expectations aren't very high in Washington. Uh, I don't know if he's, he might still be taking selfies with the fans out there at the stadium. What a meathead, man. I mean, the game wasn't even over. The game wasn't even over. Yeah, but he doesn't know any better. He's a rookie. It's his first win. He's excited. I mean, mean, it's not something you want to see as a Redskins fan, but it's their first win in their stadium since like nineteen fifty seven.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, ha- I did a little background <laughs> research on Dwayne Haskins. Apparently, has a history of making appointments, missing appointments, uh, not particularly uh, adept at keeping a schedule or uh, respecting people that are or that have moved their schedules around to meet with him. Uh, so that's something that I that I thought was a little bit interesting about the way that he manages his professional life away from the field. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Jeff Driscoll. 20 of 33 for 207 yards. Count it. One touchdown and subtracted three interceptions in the game. Bo Scarborough. Oh my God. Scarborough country. Uh, (laughs) 18 carries for 98 yards, 5.4 yards per carry. But Dwayne Haskins, this is a selfie worthy performance. 13 of 29 for 156 (laughs) yards no touchdowns, and subtracted one interception in the game. That is definitely something that you should be celebrating after the game. His teammates obviously led the way here, uh, but at least he did have one rushing touchdown in the game, and uh, defense scored the other touchdown in the game, and the backup quarterback, Steven Sims, scored the other touchdown in that game. But the Redskins get a win. They're 2-9. The Detroit Lions, that, that is really... Really a disappointing season for the Lions Again. at 3-7-1. I, I expected that they would have a better season. I know Stafford is out, but that is a really disappointing season. But you season. should
0: beat the Redskins, though. You should beat the Redskins.
1: Even with Driscoll. I mean, yeah. Patricia, Yeah, you're supposed to do it. Mm. All right, what's next up, Franny?
0: Next up, Ben, a very disappointing game for the Raiders against the Jets.
1: Yeah, the one week I don't pick the Jets. <laughs> the one week I don't pick the Jets. I pick him against the Patriots and they, and they freaking beat the Raiders. Uh, What, what do you think? Of, I mean,
0: what, what, weren't you surprised by this outcome? I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, uh, I had to rub Carr my eyes was, and look yeah, at the screen twice. Yeah, Carr was benched in this game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's
1: obviously. And how yeah, bad do you have to be as Derek Carr to get well, benched? I mean, I, I I mean he's bad as a, as a matter of course.
0: <laughs> Worried about him, you know, possibly getting injured out there, but. Man, Darnold had an amazing game. It was his best game of the season so far, and this was completely unexpected. Yeah, 20 of 29 for 315 yards, and count them, two huge touchdowns, no interceptions
1: in the game. Darnold played, I think, well. This is his third game in a row where he has played well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jets are pulling it together at 4-7. Obviously, they're not going to make the playoffs, uh, but Le'Veon Bell, uh, 12 carries for 49 yards, 4.1 average there, but they're actually starting to split Levy on Bell out a little bit and use him in the passing game a lot more than they had earlier in the season. Something that the Steelers did really, really well with Levy on Bell. I mean, he used to catch the ball in the flat as well as out in the you know in the middle of the field and down the field. Uh, so that's something I think that is really smart. that yeah, the, the Jets, Jets are doing
0: defense too is uh, playing much better. I mean, this is kind of what we expected from the Jets. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Raiders came into this game sort of on a roll. You know, but nobody yeah, expected at six this. and five. You they did wouldn't... not expect this. And the Jets are your favorite team. No, well, right? I, I'm
1: rooting for the Jets. I can't help myself. I mean, they play in another division, so I can't help myself but root for my New York yeah. brethren and those those those
0: long-suffering Jets fans. Yeah, but they're still there, York. and I respect all the Jets fans uh, that stand behind this team. 100%. And they show up every week. Yeah, they do. They do, and you got to respect that. Uh, yeah, but the Raiders, uh, pretty pathetic performance. Derek Carr,
1: 15-27 to 27 for 127 yards, no touchdowns in the game, and one interception. Mike, Glennon superstar. Mike <laughs> Glennon hair club for men. 4 for 7 for 20 yards in the game. Really nothing on the ground. Josh Jacobs was Mike shut down. Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon <laughs> was shut down in this game. Uh DeAndre Washington, you know, not much to speak of in this game. Literally zero touchdowns on offense, just a field goal to
0: speak of. Friday. What's next up? Next up, the Giants and the Bears, two teams that will not make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, another. This is when I mean, this is the time of year when you have really exciting games, but also I a chose, bunch of garbage games. I chose the Giants in this one. Did yeah? I chose no. I chose the Bears in this game. I, I th- think you, I think you yeah. chose the
0: Bears. I chose the Giants. I, I just thought the Bears were imploding. Not that you know the, the Giants were any better, but the Giants just have been bad the entire season. I thought they were just running up against a team that just had no more. Belief in themselves, yeah. and, 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 and it, it seemed like that. But. And they pulled it together. I mean, Daniel and, Jones. I mean, I guess he pulled it together against the Giants. yes yeah, well, not Giants, saying much. But the Giants not terrible. But yeah, Trubisky. Yeah,
1: I mean, they're talking about Trubisky. Like he had a good game. I mean, they won the game. I yeah, mean, Trubisky didn't play no well at all. Twenty-five of forty-one for two hundred seventy-eight yards. Count it one touchdown and subtracted two interceptions mm. in the game. Scored a touchdown with his legs. And threw a touchdown to Allen Robinson in the with game. With his what? With his legs. Uh, Daniel Jones, 21 of 36 for 150 yards and two touchdowns. He's actually playing better. Uh, you know, I think that there's an issue with Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Uh, he's getting himself into bad situations that he can't get himself out of because the spring is not there in his legs like it was last year. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, Elliot, as well, for your beloved Cowboys. Is also suffering from much of the same, but but Barkley is not the top draft pick this year that he was mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. But the Bears, you know, they're moving to five and six. The Eagles at six and six. Five and six. Five and six. Still in a playoff hunt. The Bears are probably not in a playoff hunt. They're not only because of because their of the division. division. Yeah, uh, uh,
0: yeah. Watching the Green Bay Packers, I have no idea how they have eight wins, but yeah. well, against the Niners, they, that's you know. Oh well, they lost to the Niners pretty handily but then against the Chargers you know that's 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 a loss that I question against the Niners you know to get blown out in San Francisco I'm not going to put it against them but we'll talk about yeah thank you yeah we'll get there yeah what's next next up Panthers and Saints I mean Ben I could kick a 28-yard field goal. You could probably kick a 28-yard field goal. With some
1: practice. With some practice. (laughs) With some practice. I might not be able to play the next day
0: or the next week. Exactly. But I could get the one field goal through. something. Yeah. But that's all it was. Sly could not finish up the game with with the 28. I mean, up to that point. Brutal. It was, I think, 134 for 134. Yeah. So 100% of the field goals were made within that range. That was the only miss. Within 28 yards. Yeah, Joey Sly, not... But that was not the only one. He missed two extra points as well, I believe.
1: Yeah, he did. And and, and that'll come back to haunt you. I mean, yeah. people talk about those extra points as not being a big deal. And when Mike Tomlin used to go for two on a routine basis a couple years ago, people wondered why. Uh, but those extra points really, really come back to haunt you later in the game. You know, Kyle Allen with another good performance. Mm-hmm. 23 of 36 for 256 yards. And count them, three touchdowns in the game. No picks. Christian McCaffrey continues his MVP oh. campaign. Twenty-two carries for sixty-four yards and a touchdown, and he added another sixty-nine yards on nine touches and a touchdown through the air. This guy is yeah. amazing. If not for
0: Lamar Jackson, he would probably be the MVP, even as bad as that team is playing. But yeah. they wouldn't even be near the record that they are without him. Oh my God!
1: No, they're five and six.
0: They'd no. probably be two probably. and eight, or
1: two and two and nine. Uh, you know, pretty pretty ugly performance. Drew Brees continues to get it done mm-hmm. with a rubber band for an arm. Thirty of thirty nine, three hundred eleven yards. Count them, three touchdowns in the game and an unfortunate interception. But Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara uh, combined for well over a hundred yards and a touchdown in that game. Michael Thomas continues to surprise mm, the guy and has impress. Been spectacular! Oh my God, ten season. catches, one hundred one yards and a touchdown. It's just amazing. Jared Cook is back in the mix there as well. And Trey Kwan Smith is also in the mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it looks like the, the Saints at 9-2, and they've locked up that division yeah. and
0: potentially, potentially will be... And we'll talk about that other game, yeah. too, because there's one more on the docket for the Saints. Oh, yeah, that was, was a, a fun one. There was a couple of them that on Thanksgiving. So next up, Ben, unless you have anything to add about uh, that last one. I do not, but this is my favorite game of the week. It was up. not my favorite game of the week. Well, see, <laughs> but I love you both. I but love it was, both of my fellow co-hosts,
1: and these are the hardest sung, games for me. You think they're hard for
0: you to watch? They're hard for me to watch. Now, I expected this. I expected this. I actually chose the Seahawks. It didn't stop me from complaining during the game, though. Of course I'm going to complain. They played horrible. The Eagles were terrible. We're talking about the Seahawks and the Eagles. My Eagles oh, Sonny, and Sonia, I really hope, I hope you guys win. Oh, yeah. Fuck this
1: game sucks. <laughs>
0: Sonia, I hope you can win. Fuck <laughs> That's that's kinda ha- I, I mean, I expected them to lose, but I didn't want them to play as bad as they did. I oh, mean, they play. Well have, yeah. I, I believe it was five turnovers yeah. in the game. You never want to have five turnovers in, in a any game. In any game or in two I mean, games, they, for that they matter. were incapable of moving the ball. I mean the I mean the Eagles defense. Don't get me wrong. The Eagles defense is starting to step up. The secondary is finally healthy. It's something that I've been harping on for weeks. Actually, it's months. Funny, the vitriol earlier in the season about the secondary
1: and the defense, and now it's moved to the offense.
0: It, and it's sad. It sucks, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if it's not one thing, it's the other. I know. It's like you finally get the defense short, and now the offense can't get out of its own way. And they, and they exact, that's exactly what they did. They couldn't get it out of their own way. It's you know the Seahawks didn't really light it up. They just did what they needed to do to win this game. But that's exactly what the Seahawks do week after week. They win these ugly games, but that's what makes them so good. Yeah, I
1: mean Carson Wentz, thirty three of forty five for two hundred fifty six yards, one count it one touchdown, twenty seven fumbles, don't count it, two interceptions and two lost fumbles in the game. Miles Sanders with sixty three yards on twelve carries, not a bad. Uh, undertaking by by Miles Sanders. Zach Ertz, again, the only person capable of catching a ball from Carson Wentz, it seems, 12 catches for 91 yards. It's always a bad sign when your tight end leads the leads your team in receiving week after week after week. Uh, on the flip side of that, the Seahawks, again, Russell Wilson, not particularly good on this day, 13-25 for 200 yards, one touchdown and one interception in the game. Rashad Penny, Huge game off the scrappy. Yeah, fourteen carries for 129 yards. That was point 2 yards Carson per carry. Carson fumbled again. Chris Carson Twice, fumbled I again.
0: I think well he fumbled once and and picked up his own fumble. It, I think yeah, the next, they fumbled very next again. Play. He lost one. The very next play, he actually fumbled once again. You know, Russell Wilson put the ball in his chest and he didn't know it was coming. And <sighs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that happens. you got to know
1: what Russell Wilson is doing back there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Penny, I mean, a huge, huge... I mean, I'm really, as a, as, a, as people know, I'm a big fan of my wife, Sonia, and the Seahawks. Sometimes I feel like I root for the Seahawks harder than I root for the Steelers,
0: but... I think you maybe have more passion. More
1: passion. Yeah. But to see Penny play this well, this is a really, really good sign for them mm-hmm. down the stretch. Uh, Malik Turner, again, with a touchdown, and Tyler Lockett came back, but he only got one touchdown target for 38 yards in the game but Jacob Hollister uh, another two catches for 22 yards are going to need him down the stretch as well but the Eagles when we talked about it earlier the Eagles sitting at five and six the Seahawks sitting at nine and two the Eagles have got to get their shit together on offense they've got to figure out a way to run the ball better to free up Carson Wentz too and we actually were talking a little bit on the break about the Eagles and why they've moved away it seems Completely from play action and completely from the RPOs that mm-hmm. made this team so successful in their 2017 Super Bowl run. Frane what say you about the complexity of the offense when clearly the quarterback is psychologically challenged?
0: <laughs> uh you know, I, I, I mean, we, we were talking about it in, in the break. We said, take it, take it, take it. We, <laughs> we were talking about it, but I, I don't know if it's if it's that. Simple. Also, I, I've been thinking about it a little bit in my head uh, because, I mean, Carson once in that 2017 season when he was having his success, they didn't run the RPOs. So maybe it's 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 more than that. Like you said, it's probably above the shoulders. You but know, I would
1: definitely simplify the offense. I, I mean, a run pass option. You have yeah. one read. If it's not there, you're, you you know, you hand the ball off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, more play action to give them. You know, to at least get the defense on their heels a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now the defense is pinning their ears back. They know. What the what the offense is going to run, and they're just screaming towards Carson Wentz because they know that as soon as you you jitter him a little bit, he may may make a mistake. But I would simplify that offense. Go back. I know that he didn't run the RPO primarily; it was Nick Foles uh, that ran the RPO. But I would I would simplify that offense. Get back to more play action, more RPOs. Mm. Simplify that offense. Get more runs out in the flat get some short crossing routes, get something that he can... Get some new receivers. Yeah, well, <laughs> get some new receivers. But that's a little bit of tag team news this week. You guys cut Jordan Matthews again yeah. for the second or third time, brought him in, cut I him. I don't agree with that
0: 100%. You know, he, he, he's not the issue. He's not the main issue on the team. Why, why cut that guy? That's like the cut, third time you've cut him, cut I think. Cut Aguilar. Well, you
1: can't cut Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, you he's can. A, he's, a, he's, a, he's a solid receiver for yeah. what he is yeah he's excellent i mean he's not making 18 million dollars a year uh, uh, you also have alshon jeffrey and nelson aguilar coming back this week but jordan howard will be out again mm-hmm. so miles sanders out of penn was he out of penn state i think he, do you have
0: him on your fantasy team
1: i do have him yeah, i picked yeah, him up do. because yeah. I, when i saw jordan howard went yeah. down i was like this is gonna i be thought over. somebody already had him i it's thought going would be a while
0: <laughs> all right finally what's next up Next up man we got the Bucks and the Falcons. I think we both chose the Falcons in this one. The Falcons were on a little bit of a tear on a two I don't two know why I keep stri- that. But I mean they, they were doing well. That's they, why they, Vegas they, makes they, money. You know they beat the Saints uh and they think they beat the Panthers the following yep. week and then we expected them to do the same to the Bucks. They lost this game 35 22. Jameis Winston, I believe, probably most likely. I'm not even looking at the stats, but I'm guessing he threw multiple interceptions, but they still he won. The, yeah, <laughs> they still won the game. Yeah, Jameis Winston, 18
1: of 28 for 313 yards, three huge touchdowns in the game. Count them, but two interceptions in the game, and I can say Bruce Arians became my hero with this soundbite. Okay,
2: My glass is full as hell, and it's gonna get real fun not
1: it. Essentially, asking Bruce Arians if the glass is that full, and he says he's going out to get a bourbon in the locker room.
0: <laughs> that's what it sounds.
1: Like. <laughs> but that's what everyone was saying about that, about some, that soundbite.
0: Some Woodford Reserve. Yeah, so he's going back to drink
1: a little Woodford Reserve. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the Falcons, you know, they came back and they did not win this game. Matt Ryan, twenty-three of forty-six for two hundred seventy-one yards, zero touchdowns, and minus one. Interception in the game. Matt Schaub came in in mop-up duty. Five of nine for 55 yards and a touchdown in that game. But Fran, what do you think about the Atlanta Falcons' completely, completely, you know, schizophrenic yeah, approach yeah. to the game this year?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I I expected them to win more games than they have. I mean, what were they? They have three wins, four wins this season. I think they're, they're at three th- and eight, three and eight right now. I mean, this was not expected. Um, you know, early in the year when we uh, when we had the the board out here to select uh the oh yeah right i can't now. wait to look at that at the end I, of the year i think i had the falcons probably winning nine or ten games I, I you know i think they have the talent on the team to win that many games um but i mean i, I don't i don't know how you go from you know beating the saints at home i believe it was um I, I, I could be mistaken it could have been in Atlanta i'm not exactly sure and then they you know turn around they beat the panthers and then, you know, the Bucks, they, they lose to the Bucks. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I mean, you know, Dan Quinn, I don't know how he still has a job. I mean, we've mentioned it multiple times yeah. with him. Um, but they have enough talent on this team to be a, a good football team. I mean, you know, just a couple of years ago, a few years ago, they were, you know, in, in the Super Bowl. They were, you know, a, a goal line uh, stand away from from going to the the NFC Championship. And then since then, it's 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 just been downhill. And it's been just yeah, and I, I can't figure it out either.
1: I mean, I don't know what the secret recipe is there. I mean, talk about the Cleveland Browns and the Dallas Cowboys. They have the talent on this Atlanta Falcons roster. And Ryan's been playing well. pretty well. Obviously, the defense is that, not playing. This game, no. Great.
0: He didn't play that well in this game. But the uh, preceding two games, he, he played pretty well.
1: I mean, they have the talent. I mean, the receiving core is amazing. I mean, I know Freeman is not having the kind of year that people had hoped he would have. But there's really not a lot to explain how poorly the falcons have played and how schizophrenic and how how inconsistent their play has been since the beginning of this season. You can't beat the Saints and then lose to the Bucks. Uh I mean I know it does happen occasionally, but the way that they're playing, the teams that they've lost to, there's really no explanation
0: for it. All right, Friday, what's next up? Next up, Ben. The Broncos and the Bills, the Bills winning 20 to 3. Our adopted team. Our adopted team, the Bills. The
1: battle of the Allens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just am really, really impressed by the way that the Bills have been managing to win games, both by scoring a ton of points and by scoring, you know, a, a lower, smaller number of points and getting their defense to clamp down. Um, you know, Brandon Allen, ten of twenty-five for eighty-two yards, no touchdowns, subtracted one interception in the game. Lindsey with only fifty-seven yards on thirteen carries, but Josh Allen comes through in the clutch again, fifteen of twenty-five for one hundred eighty-five yards, to count them two touchdowns and minus one interception in that game. But the Broncos continue to play pathetic football and the bills do just enough to win. And apparently next week we will see drew Locke. <laughs> drew Locke is going to be starting for the Denver Broncos next week. But what do you think about the bills beating the the hapless Broncos?
0: Uh, not, not really surprising. I wasn't really shocked about that. I mean, I, we both chose the bills to win this game. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, I really don't have. To, I don't have much to add in this one. Yeah, I just can't expected.
1: believe it. I mean, I actually, I mean, I thought I did I did not. I thought the Bills would probably win eight or nine games all season. I did not expect them had, to be sitting at eight and three. They've
0: had a pretty easy schedule.
1: They have. They have. Yeah. But I mean, sitting at eight and three, uh, I mean, it's pretty pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. And they're finishing up the season, I think, with Dallas, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England, and the Jets. So it's going. They have a little bit of a tough row to hoe coming mm-hmm. down towards the end of the season. But I
0: think they'll 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 make it in. They'll they'll make the playoffs. But uh, you know. There's a couple of juggernauts in the AFC right now. They won't make it over that hump. All right, Franny, what's next up? Next up, Ben, is your Pittsburgh Steelers versus the lowly Cincinnati Bengals. Yes, there was trouble brewing. There was
1: trouble brewing in this game. Mason Rudolph pulled from the game going into the second half. And what did you get? (laughs) That,
0: that hurts my ears.
1: <laughs> you got Devlin Duck Hodges in this game in the second half. Coming in, 5 for 11 over 118 yards, but a huge, huge pass to uh, James Washington to get the, the Steelers to a lead in that game. Uh, huge, huge, huge win for the Steelers. They needed the game. They looked like they were potentially going to lose to the lowly Bengals. But Devlin Hodges to the rescue. Ryan Finley, twelve of twenty-six for 192 yards and count it, one touchdown. But what do you think about the pathetic performance by the Steelers? But still eking out a win. But Devlin Hodges comes in to save the day. I
0: think Hodges is the better option uh, for the Steelers going forward. Um, you know Mason Rudolph, you know he's struggling all the games that he's been with. It's not like Hodges is lighting it up, but Hodges just has less fear going out there. You know, launching the ball down the field. Um, it, 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 the Steelers also need a better running game right now. I mean, they're not running the ball very well. Their defense is obviously has been playing well the entire season. Um, but this was much closer than I expected, though. You know, a sixteen to ten. I thought victory. we were going to lose the game. I so did I. So did I for a second <laughs> well, there we were early on. Lose that game. Early on, but you know, they made the change at quarterback, which was uh, which was a smart move, and uh, they ended up winning. And and you're in the playoff span currently currently it's gonna be a tough uh tough battle next week
1: it's gonna be tough to hold off uh you know tennessee or the indianapolis colts it's gonna be tough to hold them off uh sorry i blew out friday's eardrums with the with, the uh, quacking, with my yeah. with my duck call hopefully we can fix that one in post uh, and make it a little
0: bit less you know startling yeah. to the ears scared me it scared me <laughs> what's next up uh next up bam we got the jaguars and the titans the titans winning 42 to 20 Tannehill is playing way better than Mariota ever would have. And uh, Derrick Henry, what, an, what a great game by Derrick Henry. Holy
1: shit, Derrick Henry. <laughs> that's, 19, that's a good way to explain that, it. Holy I mean, 19 shit.
0: carries, 159 yards,
1: 8.4 yards per carry. Two, count them, two huge touchdowns in the game. And Friday's beloved, Ryan Tannehill, oh, I believe, 14 of 18. A, you're a big fan of Tannehill. Oh, I like Tannehill. Uh, <laughs> I like Tannehill. 14 of 18 for 259 yards and count them. Two touchdowns in the game, running the ball, throwing the ball down the field. Tannehill has been
0: amazing. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and the again,
0: starts. the the Titans are playing good football at the mm-hmm. right time. And their defense also stepped up in this game. You know, Nick Foles didn't play bad. He was just forced to do too much in this game. The defense just could not stop the Titans, and he was just forced to do too much. I mean, it is a lot of you know. Uh, Foles fans out there or or eagles you know i'm a Foles fans. fan i mean i like, Foles. I mean, I like he's with Foles. the jags what can you expect you know, but they, they act like he's some sort of a magician like he's going to turn it out at the end of the season like he did for the eagles a couple of years ago and and you he know might. go on to tear with the jaguars no he won't uh, <laughs> no he won't, <laughs> no, he won't. <laughs> but it's not it's not no, the same team he played he played you know well he played well um but the titans are they're, they're just on a different level right now you know to finish up the season it's going to be very close i think with the titans and the Steelers. And, you know, the Raiders kind of trying to get into that last spot. I agree. I mean, Nick,
1: I mean, like you said, 32 of 40, uh, 48 for 272 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Leonard Fournette, who runs like he's 30 pounds when he's 228 pounds, uh, continuing not to run the ball effectively, but ended up with two touchdowns in this game. But I agree with Franny, uh, You know, Nick Foles can only help so much. Mm-hmm.
0: Next up. Next up, Ben, we got the Cowboys and the Patriots. The Patriots winning 13 to nine, and it is almost time for me to take a shot. What do you say about the lowly Cowboys
1: only putting up nine points? Jason Garrett choosing to kick field goals when he should be going for it on fourth down. The following week, he goes for it on the 19 on his own 19 yard line, but against the New England Patriots who are sitting at nine and one at the time. Can't seem to manage to go for it. Instead, kicking field goals or attempting field goals in this game, allowing the Patriots to win mm-hmm. a disgusting affair. 13-9. to nine. Dak Prescott, 19-33 of 33 for 212 yards. Don't count them. Zero touchdowns, but do count it.
0: One huge interception. Franny, what say you about the Cowboys imploding? I love it, man. I love it. But, uh, you know, I mean, the, the Patriots have played these types of games all season long. They're all close games. The defense kind of holds them into it. Uh, you know, Tom Brady, he's not having a great season. He's starting to show his age just a little bit. But that defense is, what, top number was it? Number one, number two in the league right now. Um, the Cowboys didn't look good. it. was It was reminiscent of the Eagles game just the week before. It was a very close, uh, contested game. And uh, I'm, I'm just happy that the Patriots came out on top. So cheers to you, Ben, and fuck the Cowboys. Fuck the Cowboys. Yeah, right now. Uh,
1: overall, team efficiency on defense. Number one, New England Patriots. Number two, San Francisco. And number three, my Pittsburgh Steelers, which I never thought I would see that. Well, but you guys have. Baltimore at number four means quite a few takeaways. no one's beaten Baltimore. The Steelers this year.
0: The Steelers this year have quite a few takeaways. I think they have the most in the league, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah make a Fitzpatrick. Uh, he finds the ball. Like I didn't a pig agree with that move. I
0: didn't agree with that move, Ben. You said it was a good move, and you were right, as uh, always. i take
1: that first round draft
0: pick any day. Yeah, he's playing like a first rounder. <laughs> All right, Fronnie, what's next up? Next up, it was the blowout in the bay. The Niners and the Packers 37 to 8.
1: As Aaron Rodgers said during the draft when the Niners passed on him, how do you, you know, do you do you regret it? He said, not as badly as they're gonna regret, not drafting it. <laughs> but that did not happen on this day. 37 to 8. Aaron Rodgers, 20 of 33 for 101 hundred and four yards he usually has that before he gets out of the parking lot uh one touchdown in the game count it uh but no interceptions but jimmy garoppolo 14 to 20 for 253 yards two touchdowns count them two touchdowns mostert with a touchdown tevin coleman with a touchdown everybody gets a touchdown (laughs) it It was a touchdown it it was an ugly ugly affair but the kittle was back in effect
0: the niners defense
1: i mean they made rogers he was running scared the entire game uh, I know, mean, that defensive line any... is, is
0: the best in the league. They put so much pressure on him. Their secondary is great. I mean, I, they have no weakness, no. really. No, You that, know, that, if, if you can get a good game out of Garoppolo, they have a, a set of, a, a trio of running backs there. You know, if they're playing at their full potential, they can beat anybody. Yeah, you know, I mean, I that mean, Seahawks game they lost, that was a very close game. But they it's either them or the Seahawks, in my opinion, in the NFC,
1: yeah, I mean, it was scary, scary stuff. I mean, they just made the, the Packers look like they didn't know mm-hmm. what they were doing. Matt LeFleur had no answer <laughs> for the Patriots' defense, uh, and uh, what's his name? His name is escaping me now. The uh, the once glorified defensive coordinator for the Packers, who played, who has had the team playing so well early on in the seasons,
0: in the season. We should probably now, have this, we should probably have these guys written down yeah, somewhere. We probably should, <laughs> uh,
1: but they're not. You know, they're not as relevant as people think they are unless you're hala sala uh, yeah. <laughs> from
0: from the san francisco 49ers but i mean they, they didn't miss a tackle no they did not miss a tackle you know open field tackles um you know they're they're, they're just bringing guys down i mean like i've said so many times it, it 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 reminds me of what the niners did when harbaugh first came on board you know their their defense yep is, is carrying them and and jimmy gq had a had a good game in this how many how many uh what, what do you have his line right there ben His stats. For a Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. yes, I do indeed.
1: Jimmy Garoppolo, fourteen of twenty for two hundred fifty-three yards and two touchdowns in a game. Very efficient. Yeah, very I mean, very efficient. efficient. And I mean, the year they went to the Super Bowl was the year that, uh, that uh, I think they barely missed a tackle on the entire season. Or I thought it was one of the best tackling
0: teams mm-hmm. I've ever seen. I remember I was watching that lifetime. game with you. No, that, that was the Giants. I remember watching the Giants and the Niners with you and the Giants ended up winning that game, but um yeah, I mean but this defense is is it looks like Stellar. that it's a scary defense. They're going to get a test this week. They will. They will. They're, they're not good against running quarterbacks. So
1: I'd be <laughs> curious to
0: see how that one goes. What's next up? It's the team that they're going to play next week. Ben, it's the Ravens and the Rams. That was the blowout in the Bay. This is the blowout in LA the ravens wow. this was pathetic I mean, yeah it was it was a pathetic performance by the rams 45 to 6 but lamar jackson he's a scary dude on the field 15 of 20 mm-hmm. 169 yards five
1: touchdowns on the game eight carries for 95 yards but if you look at the at the line for the Baltimore Ravens in this game, it is touchdown, 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 mm-hmm, touchdown. Mm-hmm. They did not punt in this game, and if they did, it was at the end in garbage time. But an amazing performance by the Baltimore Ravens. Seems crushing, like we say this every week now. Crushing the team who everyone expected going into the season would be in the hunt for a follow-up Super Bowl appearance. Sean McVay has no answers uh, and no draft picks for mm-hmm. the next five years. Mm-hmm. This was an amazing, amazing Displayed by the Baltimore Ravens. I didn't expect it. I expected it to be, you know, I it to be it, a maybe a ten-point point win, we, maybe we a six-point win.
0: We both chose the Ravens, but not like this. to win this game. And and I remember I was texting you, you know, while you were driving home from work uh, about this game, and 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 you were just worried about your your betting line. And you're oh, like, yeah, I, I hope the Ravens hope they, in this game. I hope they win by what? It was it three? Yeah, it was and like I said, yeah, it was three. It'll probably be thirty, and it ended up almost being forty. Yeah, in this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was uh, nice betting lines last yeah, week. Thank it, you, Las Vegas.
0: Jared Goff, that may have been a bad decision by the Rams. Forty million million. To sign him for that huge contract. 26 of 37 for 212 yards, zero
1: touchdowns in the game, and subtract two huge interceptions in the game. No touchdowns on the ground. Todd Curley, six carries for 22 yards Robert Woods, the only bright spot in the entire offense, six catches. There was a bright spot? For 97 (laughs) yards. But Goff was terrible, was pressured the entire game. The Baltimore Ravens offensive line handled uh, Aaron Donald with ease in this game. Uh, I mean, it was a really, really shocking, you know, they just picked him apart. I mean, they just picked the Rams apart. The Rams look... Like they're going to need a few years to to rebuild what we and thought it's was something that was already
0: built when you don't have any draft picks. Yeah, know? I mean
1: it, it's it's I'm shocked. I'm shocked at how poorly how the badly. Rams have played this yeah, year. Yeah. sitting at six and five when everyone thought they would be, you know, nine and two at in this the, point.
0: The, in, you know, a Super Bowl contender. And yeah. they're not even close.
1: No, they're not even they're going to come in third in that division.
0: Yeah. All right, Freddie. What's next up? Next up, Ben, is the Thanksgiving games. Do you have any sound effects? Like. Blah, 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 blah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I no, gobble.
1: I didn't get the gobble, gobble. Right. I should
0: have gotten the gobble, gobble. I can't do it, but let's do it. Okay. Gobble, 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 Take gobble. it, take it, take it. All take right. It, take it. First up. So, first up, we got the Bears and the Lions, two teams that won't be in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I watched bits and pieces of this game. I wasn't too excited about this one. The next game I was more excited about, but the Bears and the Lions, the Bears were behind this game, ended up winning. You know, The Lions did their thing. They take the lead like they have multiple times this year, and they ended up losing in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, Trubisky, 338 yards, three touchdowns. Count them. Subtract one interception in the game. And uh, David Blow, the huge, huge understudy. I think he played at, I want to say, Missouri, but he was a backup quarterback, I think, at Missouri. Uh, 280 yards on 38 attempts. Two count them two huge touchdowns and an interception. Not bad for your first start. Uh, but again, the Bears come back on a pointless season. They're at six and six. Detroit sitting at three and eight. Next up, Ronnie.
0: The Bills and the Cowboys are adopted team. I do have Bills. a sound effect for them. I do have oh, a sound effect for All the right. Bills. Let's get let's get into the play of the game. <laughs> Try it again, aren't they? Yeah, fourth and a foot,
1: and a mishandle on the snap. Allen picks it up and he's still going. Look at Josh Allen! Oh my God! <laughs> a little Tony Romo for you. Yeah. Yeah. Romo oh, is annoying. <laughs> but he's a cowboy, right? How bad yeah. is he? But he he
0: was he, he was so <laughs> he's thinking, biased. He was probably afraid so, he's going to do a shot here. He was so biased in this game for the Cowboys. It wasn't even fair. he didn't even try to hide it in this game. It was so annoying listening to this guy out there. Well, and he I'm playing for what? Twelve I'm years? Glad, yeah. I mean, he, he, was, he was a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But you just can't do that. You're in the booth, man. You have to be unbiased with this shit. I know. I agree. And I'm glad that the Cowboys got blown out. Not because I hate the Cowboys, but because of Tony Romo in the booth. Oh, but what a great play. I mean, great play
1: by Josh Allen, muscling that first down. And then after that, just completely running off a string of touchdowns to get better and better every single week. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen is getting better. Uh, John Brown, who knew? Threw a touchdown pass, mm-hmm. a 28 yard touchdown pass, uh, to Josh Allen in the game. I actually, I don't know if Josh Allen caught that pass. I think was it Singletary. I think. Oh, it's Singletary, Singletary. Yeah. caught that ball. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Cowboys just a pathetic, pathetic undertaking.
0: Twenty. Uh, Prescott. 32. I mean, to lose at home if they lost, you know, in, in New York, you know, in Buffalo, if they lost in Buffalo, that's one thing. But you can lose in your dome at home in front of your fans, in front of Jarrah. Yeah, Jera. <laughs> Yeah, who, who didn't even speak to reporters after the game? Yeah, I mean they go up by seven in this game, and then they just twenty six went unanswered. for it on
1: first down from their own nineteen yard yeah, line. That was regardless of whether they that made was, it
0: or not. That, they made it, but that but was that completely was a unnecessary. But it shows how desperate they are right now. And, and 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 Jason Garrett is trying to prove to his owner like I can do this, I can do this. But nope, you can't. Ezekiel Elliott again. I mean, not a bad game.
1: Twelve carries for seventy one yards on. Uh, no, he 5. had a good 9. game. He had a good game. But what? Uh, I mean, the Buffalo Bills sitting at 9-3. and three. Mm-hmm. I mean, who? I, mm-hmm. I didn't expect it. Yeah. And the Dallas Cowboys at 6-6. Six and six. Uh, Let's go adopt opening a team, the team Buffalo Bills.
0: Opening the door for the Eagles, who have also been terrible. I hope so.
1: And the last game on the docket.
0: The last me. game on the docket, Ben, the Saints and the Falcons, 26-18. to 18. It was close. I, I think there was a couple of onside kicks yep, there in were. this game. Uh, that the Falcons picked up, um, but other than that, if, if it wasn't for those onside kicks, it wasn't really that close. No, Matt Ryan, thirty-five of fifty for
1: three hundred twelve yards, and count them, two touchdowns, two huge interceptions in the game, and Frane found a call from the German. country of Germany. German broadcasting. Matt Ryan getting stiff-armed. <stiff <sniffing>
0: Oh, Deception! Deception! Matt Ryan!
2: Oh Oh, mein Gott! Wie eine Puppe gibt er in den Stiffer! Oh, er fliegt auf den Boden! Hör
1: doch mal auf! Oh my God! Thank you, Friday, for finding that little bit of oh, audio man. from
0: the German broadcast but that of is, this game. That is the perfect reaction yeah, to, to Matt that Ryan stiff getting um. knocked on his ass. An impressive interception by a lineman. I mean, it, yeah. hit, it hit him in the armpit and it kind of fell to his, yeah. his stomach. I had and to watch he, it a he few times. Of, he, he sort of caught it. I was wondering how he caught it. Um, but you know, he took off down the field, and uh, it, it it really shows that Matt Ryan is isn't. Doesn't play on the defensive side of the vault, no, ball he just got that destroyed. often. If you're attempting to take down a 300 pound lineman, do not do it in front of him. Yeah, get behind him and try to trip him up. But when he got stiff armed, I didn't have that reaction, but I probably should have. Yeah, that was an awesome call. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the German broadcast
1: uh, of that game. Uh, Interception. Def- Defonta Freeman's in-oception. only <laughs> <In-oception>? <laughs> <laughs> and, and and they throw the English words in stiff arm and like, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> they oh. just start giggling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like little school girls. oh my god but, but again yeah. drew Brees gets it
1: done 18 to 30 for 184 yards and one count it one touchdown taysom hill finally does not what he did have a touchdown no, he had in a, the game had on a the great ground game, actually he had a great i think he had two touchdowns in that game he had one on the ground i think he had a receiving uh, touchdown as well or receiving touchdown but he didn't have any on the ground sorry by fault i believe he had two i don't know i think he had two uh the box score says one. Oh, well nope, he had one receiving and one, one, one running rushing yeah oh, okay all right sorry <laughs> I stand corrected. Taysom Hill cannot be denied a touchdown in every single game for some unknown reason. And the, why it cannot be Kamara, I have no idea. He's on my
0: fantasy team. Just run the ball with fucking Kamara. Oh Kamara, eleven carries for sixty-one yards in the game. Not Pretty, bad,
1: but five point five yards. But no, nothing. That's that's, that's gonna... excellent.
0: But you know, maybe they're trying to save him for the playoffs. I don't know exactly what they're trying to do, but he has the capability to do, uh, for the uh for the Saints what uh, McCaffrey is doing for. The Panthers, yeah. you know, he, he's able to carry a team. He, he's he's a, he's a great talent, but just use him. I mean, the Murray is is also a good running back. He filled in admirably for his in his absence. But run Kamara more. I, I need to make the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, I
1: agree. And I, I am not going to make the fantasy playoffs.
0: <laughs> I All think right. You both, ben. Any more games? There are no more games, Ben. All right, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our shout outs to our fellow podcasters out there. All right, folks, we will be right back with our
1: shout outs and the next item on the agenda. <laughs>
0: All right, Ben. So next up on the big board, we have our shout outs to our fellow podcasters out there. All right. We finally have another shout out to a Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Shout fly, out. Fly, Eagles fly. Fly, Eagles fly. Not on a big, the road like, to victory. Sounds like a theme song from the thirties. It, <laughs> it is.
1: And know, uh, Steelers is, uh, we play Renegade. So, you know, from Sticks, but that's not really our theme song. Uh, shout out to the Philly Birds Talk podcast, a Philadelphia football podcast for fans of all things birds. Host Matt Finocchio or Finocchio breaks down roster moves, game predictions, analysis through the lens of an average birds fan. This is a great show for all fans of the Philadelphia Eagles. You can find them on Apple Podcasts. Look for a link in the show notes, and you can find them on Twitter at Philly Birds Talk. On the last episode, they gave a very he gave a very very good. Realistic uh, analysis of Carson Wentz. I thought it was a, for a Philadelphia Eagles podcast. It was very measured and thoughtful. He did a really good job. I will, uh, you know, take a bone a bone to pick with him. I do not think green bean casserole belongs on your <laughs> top ten list of Thanksgiving foods. Well, but he is. did a really good.
0: I'm sure it is for a lot of people. He did a really well, good sure job, and he likes pie. I mean, I like pie. What so, kind uh, of pie? Uh, blueberry and pumpkin okay blueberry not so much i'm not a big fan of the fruity pies
1: yeah sorry west coast uh or east coast fans of the show they're not big into the pies (laughs) on the west coast uh we also have a shout out to the new york jets fan podcast this is a great great show host devin chris and charman talk about updates to the new york jets as well as talk about the nfl in general these guys are knowledgeable fun and they don't hold back their opinions even through a tough year like this one for the New York Jets. You can find them on Apple Podcasts. Look for a link in the show notes and on Twitter at Jets Fans Podcast. It's a really, really thoughtful show out of the New York metropolitan area. Charmin, Chris, and Devin do a great, great job on this show. I cannot say enough about this particular podcast. They are awesome. All right, Franey. What's next up on the big board? Next
0: up on the big board, Ben, is our week thirteen picks.
1: Oh, this is going to be a tough, tough week to pick. Frane, what say you? What is the first uh,
0: game? What, <laughs> or what is the first game up? <laughs> well, the first game up, Ben, we have the Titans and the Colts, a divisional game, and two teams that I believe. Let me take a look at their uh, the records. It looks like they both are six and five. Yes. The Colts are currently in the hunt. The Titans are currently in the hunt. Eighth. And ninth seed, respectively, and uh, they are also nipping at your heels, Ben. Unfortunately, if the Steelers lose this game, one of them could potentially be in your spot. That's unfortunate. Who are you picking in this game? You know, I've been impressed with the way Vrabel and the Titans have been playing lately. And you know, ten—I mean, I, I've said some really good things about the Colts on this podcast. I just don't think that they, they're going to win this one. Yeah, you know, Brissett has—he's. Regressed just a little bit the last couple of games too. Yeah, Ty be ever out. since ever since he's has started, I think they're what four and one. I, you know, I, I, yeah. I don't know if I maybe is that an extra uh, win that I'm might, three and one. Might be, not, you I, might be giving him one more win. May, maybe one more win, but this will be the one more win right here. I, I believe the Titans will win this game. I agree, and this is one of my best bets of the week as well. My certified pick. I think the Titans are playing
1: well, and they're playing great football at the right time. This Friday mentioned earlier, the defense has finally turned it on. And I think uh Ryan Tannehill has got that magic sauce with mm-hmm. Mike Rabel. And I think the Titans he's, are going to win. He's got some wheel on it too. Yeah. I didn't
0: realize how fast he was because I yeah. didn't really watch that many Dolphins games, but this guy can run. Yeah.
1: I mean Tannehill can move. Uh Colts are going to be missing T. Y. Hilton and Derrick in Henry. this game
0: and uh and Marlon Henry Mack has... is
1: got the broken hand. So yeah. uh, Derrick Henry is gonna run the ball on the Colts and Tannehill is gonna take advantage of the holes. That are created. I think it's. Uh, I think the Titans
0: are going to win this one handily. I don't know about handily. They're, they are. They are playing in Indianapolis. It's going to be a difficult game. I yes, think it's that, gonna be close
1: uh, that. That awesome home field advantage that is Lucas Oil Stadium.
0: It's at home, all right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give them. Are, a are. They are playing edge, at home, but still, I don't think they're going to. That's win. true. It's no.
1: Uh, it's no. Whatever you call a what's what's the uh, Seahawks Stadium? I I forgot the name of it.
0: Uh, it's not Qualcomm. No, that was old, I don't that even was, know what it's called. Uh, I can, CenturyLink. Century. I think it oh, might be CenturyLink Link, uh, Stadium. And there was nice like LED lights on the on the on the roof now. So. Ronnie
1: likes his LEDs.
0: I do. Yeah, if
1: the Eagles it's put very, in LEDs, he would be so ecstatic.
0: Very efficient. Very efficient. <laughs> that is true. Waste. <laughs> you know, it's perfect for the, the not, Northwest. Not people. <laughs> And the next game, a game that should probably flex to a later uh, 10 a.m. hour. 10 a.m. with the Steeler game. The Niners and the Ravens. Ben, what do you think about this game? I think the Ravens are going to blow them out. You know, I agree with you. I, 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 I know it's a a
1: flashy, sexy pick. Mm-hmm. Very sexy. I, I think, I mean, it's easy after what the Ravens have done the last few games to to assume they're going to blow out the 49ers and that defense with Robert, Robert Salah. I can't remember his first name. Uh, yeah, but I know Salah is. His... Uh, I mean, he's he's got that defense playing amazing. But I think the pass rush yeah, I think is a little struggle. too aggressive for what the Ravens do. I think you may find Not what a lot Ravens
0: of the Ravens do what Lamar Jackson yeah. does.
1: I think you might see a lot of Forty Nine er
0: defenders in the backfield, and, and Lamar Jackson, <laughs> and Lamar Jackson, Jackson moving past them. Yeah, and, and the way he can kind of squeeze through and create space. Boop, I boop, mean, yep, boop, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my sound effect. That's for your sound Lamar effect. But uh, it is what uh, what he can do is is very impressive in in getting out of pressure in the backfield and and and, and creating positive yardage, and uh, you know Ingram has been running the ball very well. Um, but I I think it's all gonna be Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. His efficiency the last couple of games. He can throw the ball twenty times and still score five yeah. touchdowns. He knows exactly what he's going to do with the ball, and when he can't do something with the ball, he knows what he can do with his legs.
1: Yeah, and, and the defense—I mean, their fourth and overall team efficiency right now—that the the Ravens' defense is playing really well. It, it's going to be tough for any team to stay with them. And the Niners—I don't expect that Garoppolo is going to have another great game. I mean, he had two—one great game and another pretty good game. I just don't see Garoppolo being able to overcome the deficit that john harbaugh and the ravens are going to put this team in especially playing back east away three thousand miles away from
0: san francisco Mm -hmm. friday what's next up next up a game that is very boring it's the jets and the Bengals. taking the jets i am also going to choose the (laughs) jets in this one i won't make the same mistake twice andy dalton is starting once again but that makes absolutely no difference in this game because they will lose uh darnold has been playing great for the last couple of weeks. I think he will continue his streak. The defense uh, will also continue their streak and continue to play well. And it's not going to be that difficult against a Bengals offense that cannot do anything.
1: Yeah, it's too bad, uh, really, that we have to have this game on the docket at all. Yeah. But I'm taking the Jets. Yeah. Excuse me. And you didn't take him last week. I didn't. The one <laughs> week I should have taken him. I'm not giving up on my, on, uh, on my
0: second adopted team, the New York Jets. And uh, next up, Ben. <sighs> it's gonna be a very difficult game. The Cleveland Browns versus the Steelers earlier on in the season. Why couldn't when, we have
1: played them early
0: on in the season? When twice? the Browns were two and six, nobody expected them to be in the position that they're in right now on a three game winning streak at five and six. And uh the Steelers are six and five, potentially they could both both have the same record after this game. I'm gonna go ahead and choose the Steelers in this game because you are my friend. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you'll hear later on in the show folks that uh, my money and my emotions don't always aren't always in complete alignment uh, because the Browns are one of my best bets of the week. Uh, I think it's a two and a half point spread in this game. The Browns are favored, I think by two and a half points. Um, I think the Steelers I want the Steelers to win. I obviously want the Steelers to win this game, but it's it's a pretty big mountain to climb with Juju Smith-Schuster out with a knee injury and uh, Connor continuing to nurse his shoulder injury. Connor and Juju Smith-Schuster will both be out this game. Uh, looks like they're going to be. The Steelers are going to miss some people in the secondary, including Artie Burns in the secondary as well. So it's going to be tough for them to win with Devlin Hodges as much as I love Devlin Hodges.
0: They're going to uh, rally around Mason Rudolph. Uh, they have, they have
1: rally around him on the bench and don't let on, want the, on the field don't let him on the field as uh, as Mike Tomlin said uh about Devlin Hodges well he didn't kill us <laughs> that was when they asked what how he, how it was difficult how difficult it was to make the decision and what he thought of Devlin Hodges he said well he's not the quarterback that killed us confident words so, here. Uh, by, by the head coach but give him credit i mean give him credit for not sticking with with Rudolph you know simply based I on, think it was on a smart the fact move. That, it was he was, a smart move. that he was a higher draft pick you know i i'd like to see i'd like to see the Steelers win this game I think this will show a lot. Uh, the defense will have to hold the Browns down. They're going to have to hold the Browns probably under 20, 21 points in this game for the Steelers to have any chance. Uh, but I think that, you know, and, and it's and it's too bad because the Browns, I mean, the Browns, uh, the Browns, with the exception of Miles Garrett, they're at full strength. Yeah. On offense especially. They are at full strength. So we'll be taking on Landry and Beckham and Mayfield and Chubb and the whole And Kareem Hunt and and all of those folks are all going to be healthy. So let's go
0: Steelers. Let's go. All right, next up, another fun game on the docket. It is. It's the Eagles and the Dolphins playing in Miami. Ben, who do you choose in this one?
1: Oh, I'm taking the Eagles all day and twice tomorrow on Sunday. (laughs) Uh, Carson Wentz is going to pull it together tomorrow. Uh, They're going to get some passes out there to Jeffrey, to Aguilar, and Howard is not going to be there. But you watch and you watch Miles Sanders go off in this game for 120-plus yards and a touchdown,
0: the Eagles in a rout. I hope so, Ben. I hope so. I'm not too confident in the Eagles and the way they have played the last season. The last, <laughs> uh, since, uh, you know, since the beginning of the season. <laughs> yeah, I've not been confident <laughs> in their ability. Uh, but you know, this game, you just have to win. If you don't win this game, then you don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree, but I mean, but Fitzpatrick, he can put together. Yeah, he's got his magic. He, he can put magic. together he, an amazing he does. game. He does, but I mean, the Dolphins, they're not very good. But three hour flight. I mean, as bad as the Eagles have been, the Dolphins are on a different level of bad.
1: Yeah, but it's only a three hour flight, so I mean, they are on the road. You get some good weather, and yeah. uh, you know it's not going to be that warm down in Miami. So hopefully, the
0: Eagles can win this yeah, game just relax. easily. Relax, Wentz. Relax. Relax in the pocket. I'm good enough. <laughs> I'm smart enough. And by golly. People like me. <laughs> breathe in,
1: breathe out. <laughs> Stuart Smalley, now playing as quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. What's next up?
0: <laughs> next up, we have uh, the Redskins and the Panthers Ick. in Carolina. And uh, Ben, Ick is exactly what this game this is. This game I mean, has to be the, on, these, these, apparently. In, uh, in these two
1: metropolitan these areas, this no, game will be on. No
0: chance of making the playoffs. Redskins, especially, have no chance. Yeah. The Panthers have an outside chance, way outside chance of making the playoffs. Um, But, uh, I, I, you know, I choose the Panthers. That's, yeah. that's I mean, it's, the Panthers have, much, have yeah, to win this not game. Not much about I about Yeah. I mean, the Panthers got to win this game. Yeah, they're playing at home. I expect McCaffrey to have like 150 yards. Yeah, the only thing that's going to kill him in the MVP race, as you said, was Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson.
1: And the fact that the team is not very good.
0: Yeah. Next up, man, we got the Packers and the Giants playing in New York. Oof. Packers. Packers in a route. I so. I think that so. Aaron Rodgers
1: and... Lefleur Matt Lefleur Le upset about their experience oh. in the Bay and uh Pepe Leu and the, and the uh and the Packers I think uh I think this is also one of my best bets I think the Packers are favored by six in this game and I think the Packers will win this game going yeah. away yeah uh Giants will will put up a little bit of a fight early on but I think Rogers <laughs> will pull away
0: and Pat his numbers against a bad team yeah and next up Ben. We got the Bucks and the Jags. Also, ick. Yeah, but I expected the, the Buccaneers to win this one, even though they're playing in Jacksonville. I think the Bucs can pull this off. Jameis Winston could be a good quarterback if he could take care of the ball. If, if, well, if, the, if, the if over under on interceptions from, slash if, turnovers if is what, what is two. If he could keep from throwing an interception. It's two. I Even think, is one the over interception under. is fine. Yeah, yeah. One interception would be fine. One fumble, one strip sack would be would be would be pretty good. You just have to be smarter with the football. I think they will win this game. What do you think? I am going to take the Jags in this game. Jags. I think that Nick Foles
1: is going to get you know pull it together enough to get a win at home. Uh, I know their season is slipping away from them. Win and it. I like Bruce Arians. Don't get me wrong. I do like Bruce Arians a lot, but I think Jameis Winston is too much of a wild card, and the Jags defense is still pretty good.
0: Yeah, no, I wouldn't say they're, they're good. very good, but
1: they're pretty good. But and, Godwin
0: and, uh, and Evans, those two receivers, but man. you got to
1: get the ball to them.
0: Yeah. And but he it, does. He does. I'll take. I mean, sometimes it's thrown to the other team, but he does. I'm going to take uh, Philly, Philly. I'm going to take Nick <laughs> Foles in this game. Nick Foles <laughs> trying to get his first win for the Jags. Yeah. Possibly finally. taking some, uh, some selfies with the crowd. Yeah. Well, I
1: mean, first, make sure you throw an interception at <laughs> 155 yards
0: before you do so next up another divisional game Ooh, well that wasn't a division this game is the a- last one but this one is a divisional game uh it is the rams and the cardinals this is an interesting game it is an interesting game it's in arizona in phoenix and uh you know i could see the cardinals winning this one we're i can't believe we're on the same this is sonia <laughs> i can't <laughs> believe we're on the
1: same page here uh, typically Friday and I like completely disagree about our picks, the, and that's what sort of makes it fun. But we've been on the same page in most of these games. Uh, I'm gonna also take the Cards. I yeah. think that, that Kyler Murray is playing well. I think they're better coached. Not well, not better coached all around, but I think they have a better game plan. Uh, for the games that they are playing, they just don't have enough talent on that Cards team to win some of those close games. But I, I think the Cards can win this game and yeah. essentially send the Rams. Well, the Rams are already done for the season. They're, they're, they're over their budget by about $6 billion <laughs> on that stadium. That neither and, and both of the teams that play in SoFi are going to suck. <laughs> uh, one will be the Phillip Riverless Chargers, and the other will be a below 500 Rams team. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, somehow SoFi will probably be full of
0: opponent fans. So Cardinals and Cardinals. We both choose the Cardinals in that one. The next game... The Raiders and the Chiefs playing in Kansas City—that's a
1: hard one to pick. I, I mean, it really not.
0: is. <laughs> Kansas City—I can see Kansas Kansas City winning this one. You know, not by a blowout, maybe by about ten points or so. But I can definitely see them winning this one divisional game. But I think the Chiefs—I mean, after after that debacle uh, against the Jets—I don't know what to think about the, the Raiders. You know, I don't know. Either. I mean, that's how they played earlier in the season. They had a you know good little run right there, but now coming up against a strong Chiefs team, I can see the Chiefs moving to eight and four. And the Raiders, they're falling further and further behind in the hunt.
1: I don't know. A path, front and I's path diverge in a forest. I am going to take the Raiders in this game. I think the Raiders was a blip on the radar there against the Jets. I still think the Raiders are better than people think they are. Uh, the Chiefs obviously have more talent on offense, and they have Patrick Mahomes, who appears to be an afterthought this season. Uh, not a lot of Patrick Mahomes talk. But I think the Not Raiders. I think the Raiders guess. are going to stay in the playoff hunt uh, by winning this game in surprising fashion at Arrowhead. Next up, Bennett. No, a
0: game that we don't need to talk too much about. Is this a Chargers, game that's happening? Chargers and the Broncos in Denver. I can see the Chargers winning this game, but it doesn't really matter. Vic Fangio, <laughs> Vic
1: Fangio is playing, is coaching in this game. I honestly do. I ha- we ha- I guess we
0: have to pick ah, it. So Chargers. I'll take the Chargers. Chargers, yeah. Next game. An interesting game. Tomorrow night. Yeah, it could be a fun An AFC game. AFC battle. The Patriots and the Texans playing in Houston. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and choose the Texans in Ooh, this one. I cannot. The paths
1: <laughs> diverge yet again. I have to take the paths in this game. I would love it if the Texans win this game, but until someone can show me that, uh, you know, Bill O'Brien can coach his way out of a game like this Mm -hmm. and it will probably be close because of the defense of the new england patriots they the the texans will probably struggle to put up points and i think in a close game like that i will take belichick over o'brien but i do think it's probably going to be close like a 21 to 18 type of game
0: all right next up ben a game for the ages (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it's been a very difficult game for for Sonia's. It's Your two favorite quarterbacks, Seahawks. Is it
1: your two favorite quarterbacks facing off in this game? Hey, I, uh,
0: Russell Wilson is one of my favorite. Quarterbacks. If only he can throw Matt league. Ryan in there. Somehow. Cousins is better, Ben, than you think he is. He is a better quarterback. And uh, this, I think they're going to lose this game, though. But, but uh, yeah, I can see the Seahawks winning this one. Seahawks Vikings in Seattle.
1: I agree. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is uh, the Seahawks are playing at home, and this year that has not been. Good to them. Yeah, right. Uh they're they're win they're win they've won all their games on the road or I, mean, I think they've I maybe think lost one. I think they're, I six, think and they're six and o. Six and oh on the road <laughs> from that Irish stronghold of Seattle, the Emerald City. Uh yeah, I'm gonna take the Seattle. I think they're McBen? <laughs> I can't do an accent. Sorry, folks. Uh
0: Seattle by ten. Yeah, I could see that happening. But I, think, I think it's gonna be an ugly game as it usually is. I think Seattle will probably jump out to a huge lead, allow the Vikings to get right back into it, and it's gonna be a struggle back and forth. And they're gonna win at the end, you know, with a you know sort of garbage time touchdown, and you know, pick up an onside kick or something, and then kick a field goal and win Yeah, that end. yeah I, I, it's it's always close with the Seahawks. They can never win pretty, but they always do. I keep saying it, uh, but this is gonna be the route. This is the final. I
1: mean, the Seahawks are finally gonna router team. And it's going to be the Vikings. Jadavion, Jadavion Clowney is going to be out in this game, unfortunately. Well, he might play, but... Well, their defense looked good against the Eagles you know, without not, him. He's not ruling. <clears throat> but me, that's he's, not saying much. He's not ruling out surgery on his core injury. Uh, but uh, if Jadavion Clowney can play in this game, I think it could be an ugly afternoon for Mr.
0: Cousins. Don't think or it's evening for Mr. Cousins. I don't think it's going to be ugly.
1: I like <laughs> I like her cousins. I like her <laughs>
0: He's good. Oh. Uh, next up,
1: Ben. The Hyundai Sonata of quarterbacks. But, they, or the Honda Accord. More like a Honda
0: Accord. It's, it's not he's great. Not, he's not Just that average car. He's not that average reliable. Average reliable car. He's not that reliable. He's, he's not, not as reliable, reliable as a Honda Accord. I think he's the he's a perfect. The Hyundai? Hyundai Sonata <laughs> is perfect. for it. You can buy a good one <laughs> or you can buy a lemon. So you, you never know what you can get from the Hyundai Sonata. But he's definitely no Honda Accord. Agreed, agreed. Uh, and next up, Ben, we got the Cowboys and the Bears. What and say you? This is your me, team, buddy. The, neither one of these teams are well, my you team. Don't. But well, it's your I division. Do, it's I your do division. Dislike, this game is very important. Dislike the Cowboys. It is a very important game uh, for the Eagles. Uh, but I can, I can see the, the Cowboys winning this one. I'm going to choose the Cowboys in this one. I did choose the Cowboys. Oh, for Lord's I did choose sake. the Cowboys against the Bills also. I really? thought they were a better team. Really? Then the Bills. I'm excited that the Bills won, of course. But, um, you know, in, in this one, you know, I mean, I, I just, I don't have any confidence in, in, in Mitchell Trubisky. I, you know, the, the Bears, they've, they've won a few, a few games here and there. They should have, uh, won a few that they did lose. Um, they're playing in Chicago. Now that I'm looking at this, uh, maybe, maybe I might change my mind. Uh, no, I'm still tuned to the Cowboys.
1: All right. Well, the Cowboys will not pra- – well, maybe they will practice outside for the first time <laughs> ever. Uh, but they're playing in Chicago uh, after the Eagles beat the Miami Dolphins tomorrow on Sunday. Hopefully. The Cowboys will lose to the Chicago Bears this Thursday, placing the Eagles in first place in the NFC East, a position that they will not relinquish till the end of And and the year, you know,
0: looking at the remaining opponents for the Cowboys, they have the Bears, they have the Rams. That game can kind of go either way. They're playing in Dallas at that one then they're playing in Philly and then they finish up with the Redskins, whereas the Eagles have the Dolphins, the Giants, the Redskins, Cowboys and then the Giants once again. So very winnable games. For the Eagles, the toughest opponent opponent obviously is the Cowboys. That yep. will be a huge game this season. But if the Cowboys are unable to beat the Bears, then that game might not even matter. It's outdoors. The weather will be
1: chilly, uh, and I think it favors it favors the Bears. And Matt Nagy is trying to salvage this season. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking the Bears.
0: All right. I hope you're right, Ben. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up, Ben. It's our drinking portion of the show. We're moving into our shot of the...
1: All rich. right. We're going to move into our drinking portion. As Friday mentioned, we have a shot. We have a bourbon. well, no. A rye. And we have an awesome beer to taste. So we'll Stout. be right back with that.
0: All right, Ben, it is our shot of the week. And this shot is in honor of Thanksgiving. We hope all of our listeners out there in the U S and across the world. I know not everybody celebrates Thanksgiving, but uh, you know, it's, a, it's a celebration, um, in being thankful for what you have and what you can have, I guess. <laughs> exactly. In the future. Exactly. In the future. Hopeful and thankful. Exactly, Ben. And so the shot tonight, um, it, it is uh, from Tipsy Bartender. You know, I, I always look at Tipsy Bartender, like I said multiple times on the show. There are so many great cocktails and shots and drinks on that website. You know, just take a look, browse, and uh, if you're having like a party or anything and, and you want to come up with a great shot for everybody, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of drinks on that website. And tonight it is actually not tonight, but. The last couple of nights, this last week has been freezing. It's been cold out here in Southern California, like downright in the 40s. cold. In the 40s. You know, even during the day, 55 yeah. degrees, it never gets that cold during the, the day in L.A., but it has been uh, these last few days and most of this week. And so I figured, you know what, let's light a shot on fire to keep us warm. And we keep our so. bellies nice and warm. And so in tonight's shot, which is dubbed the Gobble Lit uh, Fire, Eh, see what I did there? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gobble lit a fire. And you see? can see, you can, you can, you can, um, take a look at that picture on both Instagram and on Twitter. Ben looks great in that picture, by the <laughs> way. <laughs> he was ready to drink that fire right down and burn his belly. But we actually didn't drink it in that picture. That was just a, uh, you know, a picture to get prepared for the show. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and so he was just posing for that picture. And so in tonight's shot, we have some, uh, rum cream. It's pineapple in flavor. I'm not. I don't think this shot's gonna be any good. But, uh, I don't think so. You're not gonna get it's this gonna, anywhere. You're not, not gonna get has, this canned anywhere has, else, folks. It has that sort of pineapple flavor. It has Jägermeister on top of that. Oh, I'm already dreading it. With 151 that we lit on fire, and then a few drizzles of uh, the grenadine. At, to sort of sweeten it up a little bit, but I think it'll be sweet enough as it is with the pineapple. Ben, let's give this uh, shot a taste. All right, it don't hold like, it against me if I can't finish it in one drink. Oh, I'm sure you will, Ben. I'm oh sure you will. Oh, my uh, God. It's right to the top. Yeah, it is right to the top. Yeah, check are, the, check the pictures large, of this out on
1: Instagram for sure, folks. Large shot glasses. Thirst hand.
0: Cheers, Ben. All right, here we go. Gobble, gobble. Mmm. Mm. That was clumpy. It's strong. It was a little clumpy.
1: What was the clump? Oh, that was the uh that was that like
0: cream rum. Cream rum. I think kind of got cold and it's like freeze, cof- but... coffee mate mixed with yeah. rum mixed with <laughs>
1: coconut extract. But the pineapple. The flavor, pineapple that, is, that, is really good.
0: I actually like that flavor coming actually through. The
1: shot's not as bad as we're making. I think it without sound.
0: the one fifty one because the one fifty one really burns on the way down. Oh well, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a that's but a that's a young man's drink or the, a young woman's drink. Yeah, it went back in the day, Ben. Right? Uh, I remember pounding one fifty one in high school. Ooh, I didn't pound it. Yeah. I want to say I pounded it. It burns the lips, you know, as soon as it touches your lips. I'm sure you had the same experience. I did. I yeah. did.
1: I literally crawled <laughs> into my home. I mean, yeah, one fifty one is not to be toyed with. No, people. No, no. Uh, you know, it's uh, give it some time. Drink a couple mm. shots. Give yourself a half an hour before maybe you not. decide maybe to drink like any more half, of them.
0: A half shot. Just give it a half shot. You know, wait maybe a half an hour and then maybe. Yeah, maybe very conservative. Drink the two. Dr- that's a, Just no driving. Still end up in the No hospital. drinking and driving, pleeple. Yeah, pleeple.
1: Uh, but this is <laughs> pleeple. Take it. Take it. Take it. <laughs> take it. Uh, yeah, that was a very, very good shot. That was an interesting flavor. Yeah, I mean, in honor of of, of the Thanksgiving holiday, I could not agree with Franny more. Be thankful the clumps for what you have. Be thankful for who you have in your life, large or small family, large or small group of friends. Be thankful for everyone that you have and all of the things that you do have. And and it's a good opportunity to keep life in perspective and be happy if it's at all possible to be happy with what you have in your life. Because things can change very, very quickly and, you know, don't wallow in the small things Mm -hmm. but you know ignore the small stuff and and try to make the best of your life and the people you have around you because you
0: know there's a
1: lot to be thankful for
0: very very well said ben very well said i do try
1: it's not gonna (laughs) i'm not not gonna be writing an op-ed in the new york times anytime soon you could i could it would be very angry and long. Devlin, it would be very long. That's true. <laughs> Thank you. Point taken.
0: Ben is never short on words. <laughs> that is and true. That w- that's exactly why you're, you're so great <laughs> podcasting on this, on this podcast. You know, I try to follow, but I just, I can't keep up. <laughs> that's not, that is, that is, as
1: Friday would say, that is false. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is not false. That is completely true. And Ben, I am thankful that we were doing this podcast and I'm thankful that I'm doing it with you. I agree. Unfortunately, Sonya. Um, you know, is is not out here tonight, but she will be on the show, Uh, I'm, I'm sure, soon, within next week or two. And I'm also very thankful that she is one of the co-hosts on this show. I'm very thankful for both of you.
1: I agree. Thank you. I could not have said it better. I agree. All right, friendly. what's next up on the big board?
0: Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our beverage of the week. In the past, we have tried the Woodford Reserve whiskey, the bourbon. Uh, this week we have uh, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey.
1: Yes, this is a uh, we've tried
0: what two percent No, uh, I think we tried the bourbon, the the their regular sort of Woodford Reserve, you know, bourbon. And no, this not, was, not, not uh, the double oak or whatever. I, I think they also have the double. I mean, I'm sure right. they, have, they have they have you know so many different options. Well, that's the one that we did try. We we did. Um, I'm not sure where it came. Uh, what our what our ranking was for it when it when our in our taste test that we had at that time um. but i'm sure i think it made the top i think it might have been in our top three I, i can't remember but it was good i remember it being good and uh woodford reserve comes up with some great great drinks
1: yeah this is a solid solid company woodford reserve this is a kentucky straight rye whiskey this is the first rye that we've tasted from this particular manufacturer. It's Love made the in music. their traditional style of Kentucky rye. Woodford Reserve Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey delivers bold flavors of pepper and tobacco with a long fruit and sweetly spiced finish. It's available for purchase in select markets throughout the country. Uh, the tasting notes, the proof, uh, it's actually 90 0.4%, So it's about 45% alcohol. The appearance is rich honey. The nose is spicy with distinct notes of rye, black pepper, cedar, and cassia bark. i do not sure what that is. Uh, sweetened with a dusting of marzipan. Mmm, marzipan. <laughs> hints of pear, apple, and almond dance in the depths. Uh, the taste is clove, rye, mint, molasses, sorghum, and honey mingled together with hints of apple and malt. The finish is long and sweetly spiced. It has won a few awards. 2018 International Whiskey Competition, first place. 2018 Ultimate Spirits Challenge, excellent, highly recommend. 2018 Class Bartender Awards, gold medal. 2017 American Whiskey Masters, gold medal. 2017 International Whiskey Competition, first place. Best... Best American Rye Whiskey. That's surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2016, Whiskies of the World Award Best in Class Gold Medal. 2016, San Francisco World Spirits Competition Gold Medal. And 2015, Ultimate Spirits Challenge. Excellent. Highly recommend. Uh, so, Franny and I are going to give this a quick taste, mm-hmm. and we are really looking forward to this.
0: I've just been sniffing. I mean, this, the entire time that you were talking, Ben, I'm just sort of seeing what kind of sense I can get in. On the nose. what can I? What can I get can on I the nose? <laughs> <laughs> but I can. I can smell a little bit of. Um, hmm. I mean, give this a little a bit sniff. of sniff. A little bit of fruitiness. Um,
1: I definitely. It smells like a rye. I mean, I will agree with with the with the interpretation or with the with the descriptor on the website. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but uh, um, you know, a little bit of fruitiness, a little bit of spiciness. Like, I mean, you can definitely um, smell the the spices coming through. Maybe a slight peppery
1: i think i I smell the cedar i'm not getting the pepper
0: yeah slightly slightly woody let's give this a shot here
1: cheers ben i'm tasting the marzipan whatever that is some kind of baking
0: it's smooth it goes down very easily i mean and and it finishes with a nice creaminess i don't taste the sweet at the front of the mouth and or also towards the towards the back of the throat there's that it's almost like a, um, uh, a creamy sort of vanilla sort of uh, finish with a slight burn of, of um, spice you know it's, it's not overly spicy
1: it's not I think the rye flavor overwhelms any of the spices mm-hmm. that have been included mm-hmm. in the ingredients
0: I wish it was just maybe, a, maybe just a little bit more bitter I think it has a little bit more sweetness than I'd like it's creamy it's 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 not
1: it's sweet it's smooth I mean it has a silky has a silky creamy finish to it but it's not as Frane would say it's not particularly complex it's it's something you could drink every day after you get home from work with a cigar on the couch outside of course by but, the pool but you could be you could <laughs> by the Raph. pool you could drink this by the pool you could drink this by the pool for sure uh, but I agree with Franny. It, it's it lacks a certain depth.
0: Yeah, that's true. I agree. It, it with It lacks you,
1: ben. a certain depth to to both the entry and the finish. Uh, I, I like the finish. I'd, the I'd, finish like, I'd like a little more pepper. I mean, it finishes quickly. The finish I do is appreciate nice. the quick
0: finish. Yeah, and, and you get that you get that creaminess. You know, once it goes down, I, I do wish it was a little bit uh, spicier on the finish, a little bit more bite, but. Um, but it definitely I mean, it's, doesn't it's, um, match the scent. The, the smell no, yeah. is
1: not matched by the flavor.
0: Yeah.
1: Sonia is now, uh, for the play-by-play, Sonia is now standing out here shaking her head at us <laughs> in our uh, ill attempt and, and to describe this
0: particular Sonia, Sonia did, whiskey. Sonia did sample this, uh, this whiskey earlier in the evening, and she said it does smell very nice. Uh, I think she dabbled a little bit behind her ears. <laughs> I taste the clove. Now that
1: I think about it, I mean now that I, I don't, I don't really taste that. I don't taste I tasted, that. Well, you never, never smoke clove cigarettes. No, uh, You didn't. you didn't live in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, uh, but so yeah, I mean, cloves, I, I, I taste the clove.
0: I was a little young. In I don't the even 80s, know if you were ben. born in the eighties. I was born in the eighties, but uh, by the time the eighties were done, I was only five. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah,
1: clove cigarettes were a big thing with uh, with folks in the eighties. Uh, but I do. I mean, I, I. It has the molasses, the sorghum, the honey, and the marzipan. But I don't really taste so the ben sweetness that you would. So basically,
0: expect. taste everything that the website said he would. Well, I know I don't taste any of those <laughs> things.
1: I don't taste the molasses, the sorghum, the honey, or the, or the marzipan. I don't taste the sweetness that you would expect to get from all of those things.
0: It's not sweet. It's not overly sweet. It's definitely not overly sweet. But I, I just wish it had a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit, a little bit of bitterness to it. Just a little bit. I, I think it's because I've, we, we've been we've been we've been corrupted from he, now he wants bitter that, and smoky that, and peaty. That, exactly, exactly. Damn you, Ben. Damn it, you. <laughs> because that's
1: what that's what real drinks taste like. They're smoky. They're peaty. They're bitter. They they bite your tongue. They tell you this is something you want in your mouth. This is not something you've had before not sure what you've had in your mouth ben but, <laughs> <laughs> well you can look at the picture and you can
0: see <laughs> that i'm prepared <laughs> but as me and ben always say you know it, it's your experience uh with this and uh with this so you know when i'm drinking it down i just feel like it's um a sort of um a, a, a uh, you know what it reminds me of you know like you know whipped cream that comes in a can and you spray it you know, yeah, you yeah. know that whipped cream that's kind of frozen in the frozen section and cool it's it. like the Cool whip? Cool whip. It's not, it's, Why are you saying it's not it like really that? cool whip. Whip? Whip. Whip? Cool whip. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so it, it's, it's like that, you know, the, the one that you kind of scoop in, not the one that you spray. Yeah. yeah. The, yeah cool it it, it kind of has that sort of finish. Yeah. You know, I agree. it's not overly sweet, but then you want a little bit of bitterness to it. That's my experience. Yeah. I mean, wait, should we it. start rating these? I mean, we rate the beers yeah, maybe, on a maybe scale of should, 1 to ten. Maybe we should, but we do kind of rate these because eventually we'll have another rye taste test. And eventually, we'll have a, like rise. an ultimate rye of all the first place finishers from five taste tests. Eventually,
1: yeah. Uh, recently, we had I've been I haven't been able to write many of these down. We had the Sagamore Spirit
0: and signature, the Temple, the Braddock. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, the I think Creek the Braddock. And the, I think the Braddock, and the, the Braddock, and the Knob Creek. Those were part of our our last uh, taste test. Uh, but we have, we have a couple of uh, new rise yeah
1: we're gonna have to get the,
0: yeah. the rubbing alcohol for the big board yeah i know seriously because we're that going stuff, digital next week is, folks we're going it's, digital it's caked on it is caked on i think I'm gonna we have cannot to, remove that
1: this is the perfect time to bring an electronic another electronic device out here so i'm going to get a tv monitor and then we'll be able to just plop maybe it not, up on there
0: maybe not in the rain maybe. well we'll <laughs> just we'll hang it we'll
1: hang it from uh from our canopy here in the outdoor stadium <laughs> Friday's making fun of me. All right, so I would, I would, you know, if I
0: were going to rate it, I would put it sort of in the middle. Yeah, nothing spectacular, but easy to drink. Something that you can definitely enjoy, but uh, not overly complicated. Just like you mentioned, Ben. Better than a Jim Beam, but not as good as a. Uh... It's definitely there's no nuttiness to it. I don't, I don't really taste any nuttiness. Not that I dislike the nuttiness. I've been drinking Jim Beam when we drank the Jim Beam fires. Bottle's a shot. almost gone. In fact, yeah, I know because of you. And Sonia probably, maybe she's like sipping on the side. Who knows? Yeah, she probably is sipping on the Jim (laughs) Beam. All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beer of the week from Croatia. We've tried a couple of other beers from this brewery. This is the third one on the shelf that we have not tried yet at Total Wine. All right, so hold tight, everybody. We'll be right back with our review of
1: Fifth Element Stout
0: all right ben so we have our beer on the table i have some in a glass you have yours in the bottle right there and i'm sure you have some info for us do i that's
1: really the question i do this is the fifth element robust out 4.2 this is a croatian made beer uh, it's an export from the beautiful, beautiful country of Croatia. It's 7.5% alcohol by volume. That is no joke, but that is not atypical for the beautiful country of Croatia. It is a powerful coffee and dark chocolate flavor. It has a pleasing bitterness of mosaic hops, a nose of full of chicory, chicory aroma. Not really. It's dramatically sensual in its impact. It has a creamy body, it's very opaque, and it has a chocolate brown foam. All right, Franny, you want to give this Croatian
0: Wait, beer smell a it, taste?
1: Smell it real quick. All right, let's smell it. it smells like uh, the sea. Cheers, Cheers. I got to smell it. Out you could
0: probably get a better scent from uh, from my glass than you could from the bottle right oh, there. It smells stouty. It, it, it Franny's got a weird look on his face smells- like he doesn't trust this particular beer. It smells like canned olives, like black canned olives. That's what it kind of smells like. It has like this sour. That would be Croatian. Sort of a little vinegar. Yeah. Maybe you're the first person to buy this. Cheers. Cheers, Ben. All right, here we go. Let's, I, I'm sure they've been on the shelf for quite a long time. No, it's good. Oh, it's smooth. But the finish is nice. It's very smooth. It tastes nothing like what I can't smells. taste
1: the alcohol at all.
0: That is actually very smooth. I mean, the smell is not that great, but it's, it it tastes it tastes good.
1: It's got a little bit of a bitterness to it that I didn't expect, but not much, not much. I just it, didn't it, expect to have to have any in this particular. It almost smell. it almost
0: tastes like um like the Giardelli dark chocolate with like the the sea salt, Ooh, like a little bit like that. Yeah, it kind of has that sort of finish to it. And it's, it's, it's nice. I mean, I wouldn't say it's as good as, was it was it that porter that we had? It was also dark and chocolatey. Sort of had a milk chocolate finish to it, very creamy. The Einstock or? It was the Einstock, yeah, yeah the Einstock. Uh, this one has a little bit more sourness to it, but it's an interesting flavor. I, I,
1: I like it. It's very, very smooth and easy to drink for a 7.5% alcohol by volume beer.
0: Maybe too easy. <sighs> no, that's good. You know, it's probably the um. When I compare this to their IPA and to their Weiss beer, I would say this one probably has the most interesting flavor.
1: Oh, for sure, yeah, for
0: sure. I mean, it's 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 a complex flavor. There's a lot going on there. Um, you know, has that has that smooth finish, but it also has that you know slightly salty, metallic almost. Hmm. There's a
1: little bit of a metallic flavor in there.
0: Maybe for you. Maybe for you. <laughs> that's, your that's, not that's your experience. My. That's your experience. Actually, how
1: would a Croatian say that's not my experience? i no, I've, I'm not Scottish. <laughs> just
0: <stop. laughs> I'm just, just stop. gonna stop. So if you, if you were to rate this band, uh, you know, one through ten, ah, uh, in our Thurston goal, it's
1: Croatian. So <laughs> I'd like to rate it high. I would say it's
0: probably it's good. It lacks a certain complexity. I wish there was a little bit more crispness yeah. to the finish. Um, I would say a 6.5.
1: Uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, I'd probably give it a right around a 6 because it lacks a complexity. Yeah. It has it, some it, nice flavors very, there.
0: It has some nice flavors there. But it's very I, it,
1: short. It's a very short entry and a very short finish. Yeah. And you don't really gather a lot of flavor. Yeah. They, no, I mentioned, they mentioned the
0: hoppiness to it, but I don't... I don't I don't taste it. Don't really taste a little, little bit of that. A little bit A little bitterness. I taste most of that sort of chocolatey, maybe a little bit of you know, espresso coffee sort of finish with that little bit of saltiness to it. Um, it's almost in
1: the Guinness family. I mean, Guinness is. Yeah. I mean, for as much Guinness as they sell, it's not a particularly interesting there's offering. Guinness. A I little need. bit of
0: peppermint at the end. Maybe a little bit of mint peppermint. Like there's, there's there's a little there's bit of something in there. Right at the back of your tongue, you can get that.
1: It just doesn't stay with me long enough for me to catch it.
0: Yeah, it kind of disappears. It disappears really quickly,
1: which is good in some cases and bad in yeah. some cases. But, but it's
0: easier to drink.
1: Oh, you could drink this that's, all night. It's
0: seven point five percent. You're expecting it to be a little bit stronger, maybe a little bit, you know. Thicker. I expect the
1: taste. To, well, I expected the finish to be longer mm-hmm. with that kind of alcohol. Content. Yeah, yeah. But,
0: but six and a half for me. Six for Ben. I think that porter. Last week. Uh, the Einstock it, spoiled was, us. Was it the porter? I can't remember exactly which one it was, but that one was also very chocolatey. It was a Einstock toasted porter. Toasted porter. And 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 you know, I mean they're similar. Um, you know, they're both dark beers, they have that sort of chocolateiness to them. Um, but this one not as creamy and enjoyable as that Einstock. But then we've been a, a we've been fans of all well, I of mean the they Einstock. make I mean they're foraging all over
1: that rock and ice yeah. covered island yeah. for the few sprigs of greenery that can poke their head through the rocks and <laughs> the ice and each one of those they make into a an amazing tasting Yeah. beer Not that this porter is bad. I mean,
0: this is pretty interesting because I've never tasted a stout from Croatia they've all I, been I, you know, Wouldn't lagers and and, and pilsners, but this is something that I've never tasted from Croatia.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I just you know, I think they're of, just not Ožuzko, known, for the dark layers. Lashko from Slovenia. I mean, those yeah. are the beers that you see anywhere you go in the in the grocery store. You don't see stouts and porters yeah. and, and that type of thing. Zadarysko. At least I haven't seen.
0: Yeah, them. I mean, they're, they're, you know, Dubrovatsko. I mean, there's, there's there's so many, but. You know this color and this flavor, and being a stout, there are not too many stout options in Croatia. And this is this is good, this is good. Oh, for sure. Um, but not the best that we that we've had on the show.
1: Einstock, man, you're setting the bar really, oh. really high. Mm-hmm. Every single one of the Einstock offerings, from the ales to the porter to the what else did we taste? We tasted we had the wee heavy, the wee heavy. Yeah, and we tasted both the blue and the white. I think one's an ale. They're both ales. One's yeah. a pale ale yeah. and one's a, a white ale. Mm-hmm. All very good. All,
0: yeah. Not that this is not follow that this them is, on Twitter for God's uh, sake. Yeah, they not, only have a couple thousand followers. This is a great beer company. People follow them. Yeah, not that, not that you know. Uh, Fifth Element and and the beer options that we've tried from this brewery are bad. Not at all. I mean, you know, definitely. If you see this on the shelf, you know, buy it and 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 sample it yourself. But it's it's just. You know, not the top, but for for other folks out there, it might be better. So I I, I, it depends on 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 your taste profile and what you prefer. I agree. All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is your betting corner. Well, it's not necessarily just my betting corner.
1: <laughs> uh, but so, Friday, I usually lead off with my certified pick. So I have a few uh-huh, certified uh-huh. picks of the week this week. Uh, and then Franny will lead in. With his fantastic. sexy six parlay, or his fantastic, fantastic five, five this week. parlay. Sometimes it varies from week to week. We're not sure what we're going to get. Uh, but this week, Ben has some certified picks. Vikings at Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks minus three. Lock it up. Next up, Browns versus Steelers. It pains me to say it. But the smart money has got to be on the Cleveland Browns minus 2.5. Next up, Titans versus Colts. Tennessee plus two. Tennessee is an underdog in that game, and they are going to win this game outright, notwithstanding Frane's uh, opinion that <laughs> Lucas Oil Stadium has a significant home field advantage. Maybe I don't know. I've not really paid attention. I've never been there before. Well, nope, exactly. Uh, no one's it's ever a nice stadium. Been, no one outside of it's Indianapolis nice has ever been
0: there before. It's a nice stadium.
1: Uh, 49ers versus Ravens. Love, love, love this game. Uh, got Baltimore at minus 5.5. Lock this up. The Ravens are going to win by 10 or more next up 49ers versus Ravens. Take the over, over 46 and a half. I think this is going to be a high scoring affair. There's no way San Francisco can keep up with Baltimore otherwise. And last the Packers versus the Giants. This is a really interesting game. I expected the spread to be a little bit bigger, but the Packers are only favored by six points in this game, and I believe they will win by 10. So take the Packers in that game. Friday, what do you have? Do you have a sexy six, or do you have a fantastic five?
0: I have a fantastic five this week, Ben. I wasn't able to find uh, six matchups that I was happy with. You know, I go with the heavy favorites all the time. Did, what the hell is that? That is that is your sexy six parlay. Uh-huh.
1: I wasn't sure if that was you, <laughs> no. or if that's all right. This yeah. is the this is the new sound effect uh, uh, for Franes' uh, fe- sexy six. I've never heard this before.
0: <laughs> Ben said he had a new lead-in for me, but I didn't expect it to be a moaning woman. (laughs) All right. So my fantastic five, not my sexy six, is the Packers, the Panthers, the Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Ravens. All heavy favorites. And if you do bet some Monopoly money, you're not going to win a lot of Monopoly money with these picks, but they're safe picks. And, Franny, what is your record this year so far on your sexy
1: six or your fantastic five? Uh, it's
0: week 13 right now. I'd say maybe I got five weeks right out of the 13, but it covers. It covers... Oh, it covers your... Uh, yeah, my the, the the my Monopoly money that I bet. <laughs> You're enough. Well, last week, I was
1: lucky enough to... I think I hit four out of five on last week's bets so at least we got lucky there so next up we have oh washington redskins at carolina panthers the carolina panthers are favored by 10 points stay away from that game the over under is 38.5 if anything Mm. i would
0: (laughs) (laughs) where did you find that like which website did you go to fantastic fantastic oh man i don't really find it so uh, <laughs> well that was going to be the sound effect if it was
1: a fantastic it was a fantastic five. Oh, was it yeah it was uh, oh then i played the wrong yeah, yeah. but sound you shared effect. both
0: of them you shared both of them with our listeners
1: and they all regret hearing it i'm sure <laughs> they were great
0: i love those ben and you're gonna play those every single week whenever, whenever i have a sexy six or a fantastic five uh, sorry, we've been on the air now for about two
1: and a half hours, so yeah. excuse me for not telling the difference between a sexy six <laughs> and a fantastic
0: five Barley yeah, there. That 151. Had some All right,
1: next up, sucks. San Francisco 49ers. I already mentioned that game. Next up, Eagles at Dolphins. The Eagles are favored by 10 points on the road. The over-under is
0: 44.5. Frane, any opinion? Do you think the Eagles can win by 10? I think they can win by 10. But uh for over forty four I mean I, their, their offense has not been that great. So I, I, I don't I don't see a, a high scoring game. I could see maybe uh, maybe twenty to ten. Twenty to ten that game. Yeah, that's a tough one
1: for me. I, I think I'm gonna stay away from that one, both on the on the line as well as on the points. I, just the Eagles are not playing well enough to give me enough confidence nope. that they can win by ten points. Nope. Next up, Oakland Raiders at Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City giving away 11 points in that game. I am going to take the Raiders all day and twice on Sunday. There is no way the Raiders are going to lose that game by 11 or more. The over/under is 50. Yeah, if anything, I would take the under in that game. I think there will be some defense played in that game. Next up, Tampa Bay Bucks at Jacksonville Jaguars. The Bucks are favored by three points. If anything, I would take the Jags. In that game, I think the Jags might ultimately win that outright. The over-under is 47. If anything, I would take the over in that game just based on Jameis Winston's interceptions near the goal line alone. Uh, uh, Next up, Jets at Bengals. Eh. (laughs) The Jets are favored by three. I I think the Jets will win that game. The over-under is 43, but I just think it's too dangerous a game to bet. The Rams at the Cardinals, apparently there is no line on that game as we speak. That's unfortunate. Uh, Next up, Chargers at Broncos. The Chargers are favored by 3.5 points in that game. I like the Chargers by three and a half, four or 5. The over-under is 37.5. I would take the over in that game. I think it's going to be right around 40 points in that game. Next up, Cleveland Browns at the Steelers. Talked about that one at the outset. New England Patriots at Houston Texans. The Patriots are favored by three with an over-under of 46.5. That's an interesting line right there. The Patriots being favored by three. I'm going to take the Texans in this game. I know I picked the Patriots earlier, but I think the Texans could win this game outright. The over-under is 46. I like the under in that game, any opinion, Friday? Nope, no opinion from this Franny. is your
0: betting corner, Ben. Well, but you have the sexy six parlay. I did, I did. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you love that sound effect. Mm.
1: I don't know why I love that sound effect. Uh, but yeah, next up, we have well, the Monday this night is the game. Fourth time you're playing, I just so love it. <laughs> the next, next up, we have the Vikings at the Seahawks. We talked about that one at the outset as well. Uh, The over-under in that game is 50. I'm a little bit scared of that. If anything, I would play the under. Uh, Seattle has not played particularly well at home, and Kirk Cousins is not a master of putting up 25-plus points in a game. All right, so that's the betting corner. That's Friday's fantastic five parlay. Let's hear the fantastic. (laughs) Let's hear it, Ben. (laughs) I apologize to all of you out there. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Fantastic. <laughs> That's funny to me. I don't know. That's hilarious, Ben. All right, everybody. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, to end the show, you have some housekeeping.
1: Yes. Thank you all so much for putting up with this, uh, Franny and myself, <laughs> without Sonia's uh, oversight for the past couple weeks. Thank you all so much for listening. We're humbled that you like our show and encourage you to share our website Thirstandgold.buzzsprout.com with your friends, relatives, anyone you think would also like the show. Anyone can listen and subscribe for free by searching for us on Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, CastBox, Castbox Google Podcast, Overcast, Stitcher, or just about any other podcatcher out there. Please leave us a review. We would love it if you would leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. If you would like to leave feedback or ask a question to be answered on the show. And believe me, we will be happy to answer your question. Email us at podcastthirstinggoal at gmail.com, or you can call us at 818-350-2680 and leave us a voicemail. We may play or listen to your message on the air. Please also follow us on Frani's amazing Instagram account at Thirstand and on my middle-of-the-road Twitter account
0: your, at, your, your, your Twitter account is, is pretty much at Gold Thirst. It's Twitter like an advertisement than... for all
1: of the podcasts I listen to. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Franny. Anything else on the big board? That would be all for the evening, Ben. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you all so much for bearing with us. Uh, we've been, uh, Franny and myself, last couple weeks without Sonia. So it's been, uh, we've been out with no adult supervision. <laughs> so we apologize for that. But uh, Franny, you got anything to say to the folks before we?
0: bid them adieu. Thank you all so very much for listening.
1: Yes. Thank you all and we'll see you next week.